0: This shit is expensive, so please help us out. Support Kickstand Podcast. I'm begging you out loud. Make a pledge on Patreon. Every dollar counts. We'll be forever thankful and hook you up, no doubt. Shout out patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Go suck it out.
1: So I hope you enjoyed Brown Sugar, because you know, speaking in the future to myself. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, we've got Phil Carter, and I say Carter because that is Sam's dad. And I'm am saying I'm I'm saying this to you, and it might sound awkward, but I'm talking to all the people that love Sam because he. Well, two of them. All two of them. All two of them. They love him so much. Me and his mum, that's it. (laughs) Is he hard to love? No. No. Is is he your favourite?
2: No. I've got to say no on air. Oh yeah. yeah. Because I've got three other kids, haven't I? Okay, okay, no, no. no. Uh,
1: (laughs) It is proven that you (laughs) it is proven (laughs) that you'd love all your children equally. (laughs) Yeah. But you'd like one of them more. Everybody has a favorite, no, 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 yeah, like, not, not just a favorite. Let's just not f- say favorite because that's a, a weird word, you know. People go, Oh, he loves him more. No, no, <laughs> it's just like you like them more, like when they're tumbling down the stairs, you're more in, you're more you're, likely you're to go run jump faster to catch than them. Yeah. if any, any of your other children were. Oh, you'll yeah, sort of waddle really. over for all the other ones, <laughs> and then this one you'll run.
2: <laughs> well. If they're also tumbling down the stairs, then yes. you, you do more than waddle over. But yeah. More than waddle, uh, yeah.
1: but one of them will be slightly quicker.
2: All right.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's my point. You don't have to even answer to that, okay?
2: But I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> it's, it's a theory. Just go with <laughs> it. I was going to say, actually, how many kids you got?
1: Well, I'm a kid, so I have first-hand experience.
2: Right. Yeah. What of... Of watching your parent waddle over as you fell down the stairs. Yeah,
1: yeah, but because okay. I'm the only child, I'm the favorite. All right. So I can see on a so go- that would have been a bit on yeah. a day that they like me. Yeah. They'll they'll run, and on a day that they're not so much yeah. liking me, they'll waddle. Over. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's yeah. Staying there and applauding. Eh? It, it, it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a <laughs> shitty like theory, but because I only have like one piece of data, which is me. Yeah. But I think it applies, yeah, you know, universally.
2: So, when you compare the waddling to the running, yeah. which one's ahead?
1: What do you mean which one's ahead?
2: Well, all the occasions where they could have waddled or run. Yeah. What are we talking? What do you mean? As in do, do sixty like percent waddling? Oh, that's as in like good, how much did that's they that's not not run? Or, is it? Pref- and forty percent running. I run
1: prefer I not to disclose the the statistics <laughs> because they're not looking good. No. But um, Do yeah. you think
3: that maybe they just got to a point where they went
1: Nah, he'll be right, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That it gets to that, <laughs> and you know, you're not all right, but they're, they're telling you you are, so uh, you got to believe them sometimes. Um, and so, so, uh, how old are you now? I'm 21.
3: And when was the last time you fell down the stairs?
1: Well, we haven't had stairs since I was 10. I'm going for, you know, zero to ten kind of thing. After that, they waddle anyway, whether they like you or not. (laughs) You're lucky if they look up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're lucky if they even, like, if they're, like, steep in their sleep and they even, like, go, huh, what's going on? They don't even do that. So, zero to ten, that's the primary age for where you can tell that you like one of your kids more. Right. You know, like a friend, you know, like, you you have friends, but you like one of them more than everyone else. Just at least one, you know. Uh,
2: I think you... have you got kids, Alan? I've got three. You got three.
1: Oh so Alan, I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't even introduced Yeah, <laughs> I was him gonna yet. say you haven't even mentioned. <laughs> no, him no, no, because yet. like I was getting I'm to Alan and, then, and you. then he started talking. I'm like, no ghost <laughs> person, don't Yeah, don't I'm just talk hiding in yet. the
3: background, that's fine.
1: Yeah. Alan, um i sometimes I call you Barry. Just yeah. because I like Barry. Yeah. I'm I'm really disappointed that it's not your first name.
3: Well mate, I've got three first names as my name. Wait, what? Yeah, what Alan Alan Richard Barry.
1: Alan Richard. Oh, you're a three named person. Yes,
3: I've got three names, and they're all first names. And I got a fair amount of crap for it at high school, and I find it funny now.
1: They're all first names. I haven't, yeah. I haven't actually no. contemplated that.
3: As I say to people, people forget my name constantly, and I what, say, but can,
1: what makes what makes a name a first name, and what makes a name a last name?
3: Well, you know, there are, there are names where they're definitely family names. So, for example, like Richardson. Yeah, Richardson. Um, like. One of my mates Smith yeah. Barkley <laughs> Goman, Cape I don't know Yeah You know th- there are names That are definitively
1: Carter.
3: Yeah Well Carter can be Your first
1: name uh, Yeah Oh yeah that's right
3: Yeah But there are definitive names That are definitely surnames Like you can't
1: have Charlie As your last name Yeah you Like can. I reckon Barry is Way more of a last name Than Charlie No you can Really
3: Yeah I reckon you can
1: Yeah Whatever you say
3: Mind you, there's there's some weird names out there.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Alan, Barry, Rich, what Richard? Alan, Richard, Barry. Alan, Richard, Barry. Yeah. Now um, all you need
3: is my date of birth, and you can steal my identity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I'm like I'm writing this down. So, what do you do?
3: Um, I am an owner-operator of a mechanic-slash-panel shop.
1: Which so. I've never been to, w- but, but I would <laughs> yeah. like to, yeah. if it wasn't two hours away from my house.
3: Well, it's unfortunate. You live on the other side of the planet.
1: Yeah, well, he, it's his shop is in Glenroy. Right. A- 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 AR Barry? is that AR a- Barry a- Automotive. Has yeah. it changed names?
3: Because I'm confused. I originally bought the business as Glenroy Automotive Repairs.
1: Okay, yeah. That's what it is on Google for a while.
3: It... Probably still is, but I'm pretty yeah? sure I've changed
1: it. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, I that confused the fuck out of me. It Confuses the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, when I bought the business, uh, not long after I found the found out that the guy that I bought the business off, yeah. was doing some seriously dodgy shit.
1: Oh, nice.
3: So in order mm. to distance myself from him and his dodginess, yeah, at the change the name, changed the name.
1: Yeah.
2: Can you go into the dodginess that he was up to? Uh, yeah,
1: what kind of? Can, can you, you can go say into you, some of it? You can say yeah. you had a dream. That's that's what we do here What we do is always say I had a dream That And then Well no
3: It's it's actually documented That, documented that he was mm.
1: um, Allegedly Let's go with that Wow well,
3: Okay He was allegedly yeah. doing You can
1: say anything you want now
3: Stolen cars
1: Okay Yep
3: Nice uh, right. So he was buying He was allegedly buying Repairable write-offs From the auctions mm.
1: Now you don't have to say allegedly twice You just say allegedly Then you like Go on an hour rant, a rant And, and yeah. then just like Defame everyone
3: Yep yeah. So, he was buying repairable write-offs from the auctions, and he'd yeah. have a stock of stolen cars in the other workshop. Okay. Yeah.
1: Was he, like, parting them out or well, selling them?
3: He was He was taking parts off the stolen cars and fixing the repairables. Wow. Yeah.
1: And did he get caught?
3: Uh, not as far as I know.
1: Oh, really? So, he just went, I'm going to sell this place before I get caught.
3: Yeah, pretty much. He's been investigated, and um, he was lucky enough to not actually... Have, have any found. evidence on him? Yeah. 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 Um, and then towards the end of it, when I actually took over, he was crating up C two hundred Mercs as C sixty threes.
1: What? What? I'm not. I'm not very so much a into cars. C two hundred.
3: C two hundred Mercedes mm-hmm. is like the base model Mercedes you can buy. Okay. But it shares the same body as a C two hundred. Yeah.
1: Let me just see. C two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but,
3: got a two liter four cylinder in it. They're generally pov pack. You know, base model. Mm-hmm. Um, He was buying C two hundred repairable write offs, yeah, and C sixty three written off. Oh no, C six
1: threes, yeah, yeah.
3: And then he was putting all the C sixty three stuff in the C two hundred, and then selling that as a C
1: sixty three. He was just passing it off as a C sixty oh, three, and then with what engine? With a <coughs>
3: sixty three engine. Okay, yeah. So it it looked like a C sixty three
1: with the engine in it, but what, what was everything? What was different?
3: Well. You run the VIN number past Mercedes, and it's it comes up as a C two hundred.
1: Okay, so you can't. So actually,
2: the engine and the chassis number will be different. Yeah, so it's yeah.
3: A, it's not matching. It's
1: a C two hundred chassis with a with a sixty three everything else. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: And he would part of his pitch was that he would say that he's had the car re registered with Mercedes. Yeah. That it comes up as a C sixty three. Mm. And no, it didn't.
1: <laughs> so that's a. Like, if you pull that off enough times, that's a lot of money you're ripping off. Because C63s, aren't they, like, over 100k?
3: Um, They're between forty and 200, depending on the model you go for.
1: Like, that's used prices, isn't it?
3: Mm, well, that's brand new. Oh, used. is he
1: selling it as a brand new car?
3: No, selling it as used. As used, okay. But, like, a, a used C63, they're between 60 and 100 still. Yeah. And he was... Palming them off For between 40 and 65 Wow So Of course he's going He's aiming for that market That wants the C63 And yep. they want the cheapest one possible Yeah And then Yo, he's just, Found a bargain Yeah Pretty yeah. much Until it till they go to get it serviced at Mercedes And They go well Your car's not actually <laughs> A C63 It's a
1: C200 hundred. Yeah. I'm looking at it, I'm, it it's A C200 Like it doesn't look <sighs> bad <clears throat> But, yeah, the specs are not very What's well, It's a,
3: a two-litre four-cylinder. Yeah. Couldn't pull a skin off a rice pudding.
1: <laughs> and what, what do they weigh? Like 1.5 at least? Yeah,
3: 1. 1.5, 1. 1.6, I think. Yeah. It's around standard, so, yeah.
2: Was he putting the 63 engine in the yeah. 200 yeah. chassis?
3: Engine, interior, all the 63 individual body panels. Right. And they
1: can't register them?
3: No, he registered them.
1: Oh, how do you do that with the VIN number? Yeah, all, like? all
3: you do is you go to Vic Roads and you say, "Look, I've changed the engine number. I've mm. changed the engine, mm-hmm. and you get a roadworthy, and it's still fine."
1: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, because that particular body comes out with that engine. Yep. You don't need an engineer certificate.
1: And he's stealing the C63s?
3: No, no. He was buying written off. Oh, okay. Like statutory write-offs. Uh, and
1: then passing the repairables well, off. I'm not sure that's so bad because.
2: Well, you're, the in, you're stolen, in a grey area now the whole, because...
1: Yeah, the whole stolen thing, I definitely go... That, that, that's fucked up. But in terms of buying a, a written-off C63 and then putting all well, the parts <clears throat> on a C200... Was, what what car do you drive? I don't even drive a car. But if I do drive, okay. I drive my dad's car. What it's a, car it's what a car? Kia Rio. It? It's a Rio. Yeah.
3: Okay. Imagine this, all right? Imagine your dad coming to, say, 50 grand. Yeah. And he wanted a Mercedes. Yeah. And he found... A C63. Yeah. right. And he wanted that C63. And he was told that that C63 was a genuine C63. Mm. And then when he went to
1: Mercedes to buy parts for it, yep. they told him that it wasn't. Yeah, that's messed up. The fact that you're getting like half a car that's not what the car that you thought you're buying. Yeah. But the fact that like at least he's not, uh, I'm saying at least he's not giving them a a C200 <coughs> with barely anything from the C63. He's making it look like it, and he's putting the engine in.
3: But he's selling it as a C63.
1: For much more... He's not right, selling
3: yeah. it as a C200. Yeah. yeah. With, with a C63 conversion. stuff.
1: Yeah. That is... Yeah. yeah. Right. It's so, um, I'm saying it, I don't think that's as bad as getting stolen cars and getting parts from them it's, and then it's repairing as, people's cars with stolen car parts. Yeah, no. Not as bad. Still bad, though. It's, it's, yeah.
3: it's dodgy, and it's mm. annoying, and... It reflects on me, which is
2: really unfortunate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No. But yeah. well, also the other
2: thing you got to think moved about is space. You don't really, when you buy that C sixty three, you think you're getting a Mercedes built car. Yeah. What you're actually getting is a car that's been, the guys ripped out the stuff from the sixty three, mm. put it into the two hundred. You don't know, his competency levels with the work that he's done.
1: It's, it's definitely a you know. So you're now to do. Like, you've now not, got a. Yeah. You've
2: now got a car which may be dangerous to drive
1: yeah for sure how, how does it all fit it's the
3: same body <laughs> same body so it's it's all designed to fit in the same space mm. but i agree it's with, like a lancer and yeah. an evo yeah yeah, yeah. I, okay yeah yeah
2: yeah see my dad was a copper in the uk okay. in the stolen car squad and i think they call it the same over here yeah which is where you do ringing so you have a regular car And then somebody goes and steals the same sort of car. And what they'll Mm. do is they'll combine elements of both. Or if they've got a a, a write off, for example, they'll go and nick a a car which is similar. That's probably the hardest. And then they'll mix and match all the bits. Yeah, they they call it
3: rebirthing over here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They
2: call it ringing in the UK. So then they'll take the stuff off the stolen Mm. car, which is probably better stuff and what have you put it into the legitimate car yeah and then sell it on or vice versa wow so you know quite often somebody would um, when the my dad would nick this guy who's doing it as a career yeah you know he'll go around somebody's house and this guy thinks he's bought a Merc worth 100,000 pounds or whatever hmm. and it's it's a wreck which has just been like cut and shut they cut them in half re-weld them the chassis is back together <laughs> wow. I mean, these things are dangerous to drive. You know, yeah. the chassis aren't straight. They've got the welds, which are weak points in the whole in the chassis and everything. And so they're death machines as well. Yeah. And this guy spent fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 grand on this car. And he gets, gets repossessed by the police because it's evidence. So he's out of pocket 50 grand. Wow. And people, he doesn't get that... Unless he does a do civil anything. lawsuit against the guy who's been arrested, he won't get that money back. Yeah. Now, you can imagine this guy's a low-life criminal. Yeah, so he's pretty much not got a fifty grand lying around. Yeah, he's, he's lucky like, to have fifty in his pocket. Yeah, <clears throat> and by the time you've gone, you've done a civil civil case to recover the money. He hasn't got it. You spent probably another fifty grand with the lawyers to get your fifty much, grand back. Yeah. So everybody's a loser.
1: Yeah, over here when this happens, um, the, the cops pretty much go, "Oh, it's your responsibility to check that the car is genuine when you buy it." Yeah, and it's like. What do you mean? This is you're a victim of crime. What do you mean? It's your responsibility. You're supposed to like, you know, yeah. you're supposed to think everyone's trying to f- fuck you over on a on a deal. Like, what kind of? Uh, that's the thing. Like people, I'm surprised of how much effort people will go to, um, to rip people off and like make money. And, and oh, but it's lucrative, and,
2: right? You're not going to do it unless it's it is. Worth but think about effort.
1: it. That's a lot of effort. Either way, it's a lot of effort. Yeah. yeah like even though it's well, a, not
3: so much. Not so much. Like realistically, I'm
1: saying, if you put that effort into make doing something that's legit, you'd still like get at least, you know, like a a good fraction. You look. You look at your profit margin. Making.
3: Look at your profit margin, right? And here's the thing, right? A lot of people they they don't want to work for their money. So, Mm. as an example, I run twelve-hour days, six days a week.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's crazy.
3: That's constant, and that's I've actually cut that back from eighteen hours a day, six days a week. Jeez. Right, and I don't make any money. Mm. There are people out there that would rather work, you know, three or four hours a day, yeah. and make three grand a week.
1: It's the whole like I want, I want to work less and make more, and yeah. I don't care it's how easy it money, and yeah. they
3: don't care who they screw over yeah. in the process, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. So it's like a perspective.
1: That's how I see it. It's, exactly. It's pretty much lack of perspective is it's the lack of like just empathy
3: yeah well you know? you're cutting your nose off to spite your face yeah because if you get caught doing the dodgy shit it screws your life yeah you're done yeah you know you're never gonna have a legit career well
1: i mean most people that i've met that do this on a low level like they'll go oh i'm i'm, I'm i've am i got this little business i'm doing like a, am selling stuff on ebay and i'll go oh cool like what are you selling go, i'll sell i'll sell video games or i'll sell like consoles or whatever um, or I'll sell blenders, I don't whatever. And they'll go, oh, yeah, I just buy them from this huge, like, auction place that dirt cheap from this place and then sell them for, like, three, three four times more. I'm like, oh, are you, are you repairing them? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, if they work, they work. And if not, I'll just sell them as a bundle with a bunch of other ones that don't work as parts and I'll, like, put the price up because, like, the demand is high. And I'm like, dude, like, that's not very honest. You're not really putting any sort of skill or talent into what you're doing you're just grabbing cheap stuff and selling it for more you're not really like there's no effort it's just all the effort is it's going into the deception of what you're doing and i've talked to a few of those people and the look on their face after you say this to them it's as if that didn't even register it's like there's such a lack of sort of you know courtesy and consideration that it's just like why do you care about that? Like that's the look on their face. Like oh, why? Like why does that even matter?
2: And, um, uh, it baffles. Well, me. this comes to this age old argument of you know their upbringing and the parenting and what. Yeah, it. And I, um, I reckon it you is know, it's a bit the of a upbringing. cliche. You know, I blame the parents, but some. No, do really, I don't. do too. But I also, too. I mean, going back to you know these guys who make a career out of criminal yeah. um, criminal lifestyles.
1: Because think about it, they, they, they would do this stuff as a kid. Yeah, and their parents would do nothing. Like like small scale. They'll do it in very, very small scale. And the parents will just be like, oh, whatever. Yeah,
3: well, that's if the parents find out about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But most of the time, they will. If you're spending at least an hour with your kid a day, on average, they're going to at least talk about it in such a way that they'll they'll say something that will tell you their mindset. And if you don't interject and go, wait, no, that's wrong. You can't do that.
2: Yeah.
1: And- if you just let it happen, that develops and then it becomes, you know, it scales up as you grow older.
3: Yeah. On the flip side, there are parents that encourage it. Yeah. yeah.
1: How common is that though?
3: Quite, quite common. You reckon? Yeah. Go for the easy money. Really? Don't, don't work for your money. Yeah. Go for the easy money.
1: Yeah. Well, easy money is not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's, it's the whole, um, at any cost, like make a lot of money at any cost, at the cost of people, that's that's where I, you know, go, what the hell? Like how do you even how do you even put something like that into your kid? Like, yeah. How how does how do you even rationalise that as a good thing to teach them? And obviously I can see how they can rationalise that kinda where it's like, Oh, I'm giving them, you know, the best like strategies on how to have a good life and have a lot of money.
3: Yeah, but it's not it's not a good life.
1: It's not. It's not. But they, they see it like that.
3: Yeah. If it's at any cost, you're always looking over your shoulder. Yeah, because yeah. there's always going to be somebody gunning for you. Yeah, because you're gonna screw somebody over. Well,
1: it's a chain. It's a chain. The, the, if the parents are teaching that to their kids, it means <clears throat> their parents taught them the same thing or didn't teach them yeah. something. Yeah, and, and, then, then and they'll
2: end up in prison eventually. Yeah, you know, I mean there are very few criminals. And if they don't, who they go through their life hated. not being caught by the cops yeah. and put in jail? I mean, the one thing I learned when I was a kid, I used to read statements with my dad. Yeah. Check the statements, and one thing I learned from that reading there with these statements that were being given by these guys is that most criminals aren't very smart people at all.
3: Does that mean that you can factor in the perfect crime?
2: Well, from,
3: <laughs> well, from where I, well
2: from the the, the, uh, the school of crime, yeah. Was, uh, you reckon you uh, can can pull off the perfect to, heist? Yeah. yeah. So how do
1: how do you? Commit I don't think perfect we can crime? pull off the perfect heist. No, there
2: is no because you yeah. my you know, I just think you will always get found out eventually.
1: There is no perfect crime because a perfect crime that is one that didn't happen. You know, the, it's impossible to like completely make it not exist. You know, he, the impact is however negligible, it's always there. Yeah. You know, and there's always evidence no matter what.
2: It's like those guys last year who raided um, that jewelry in London. Yeah. I mean, they were in their 50s and 60s, these guys. They really? were career criminals. they spent 20, percent of their life in jail wow you know and it and if you look at it it read like something out of a hollywood movie you know they've they've drilled through the wall from next door mm-hmm. they've been there all weekend nobody knew where they were there they did the job they got away from the location they got away with it yeah and then six months later got next
3: yeah is that because i was
2: selling the um the goods uh, i don't know i think I think, yeah, I mean, they probably would have had to fence the goods, but. Well, don't they usually with, just smelt them down? Trouble with criminals is, mm. you know, there's an element of bragging about what you've done. Yeah. 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 They don't tend to operate on a need to know basis. So somebody always speaks to somebody else. What's well, about self, gets
1: out. self gratification? It's like, you yeah. know, like. And most, self most
3: aggrandizement.
1: Yeah, most yeah. people that do this kind of stuff. I like the ones that I've seen, even at small scale. They're the type of people that want acknowledgement. That they, they want to be known that they do something. They they are oh, like, look, look, look how well I'm doing for myself, no matter yeah. what it is. And um, they just can't shut up. Like yeah. they, they'll but sit it's, there. It's, and it's if a if human they, trait. You if, if can't. If they don't, yeah. yeah, exactly. And if they don't, if they're not content with themselves to themselves, they will just sit there and shake until they just go ah, and they, and they blurt it out.
2: Yeah, which well, yeah. like you know if. If, if you went and bought that that Honda racing bike for the road, what I can't remember what it's called now, the one that's about 200 grand to buy.
1: Which one, the the NR750 uh, or the uh, RC?
2: I can't remember. The RC, I think the it is. The new one, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so word would get out around the people that you know in the wider community yeah. pretty quick that you've got one because something like that is extraordinary.
1: It's not just that. Like, even the H2. If you got a H two, word will get out pretty quick that you've got one. Like there's a guy on MSR, the first guy to ever get it on MSR. Um, No one even cares about all the other guys that got it eventually. That 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 first guy, everyone knows that he's got one. Yeah. And that's just a thirty-five k bike. You know, it's not much. So I imagine, like, if you have, I thought the H twos were forty-two. Forty-two. I thought
3: they were forty-two. Are you sure? I uh, could be wrong, but I thought they I were. I could
1: be wrong too. I'm not going to argue <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. What, let's go what, 42.
3: What do I know? I paid 16 grand for a new bike. Y-
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great pricing. I, lo- I love Suzuki pricing. Oh, well, By the way, you ride a G6R. I ride a 2016.
3: 2016. G6R 1000.
1: Very nice. That's, a, that's an L6, right? L6. Yeah. And it's
3: in the retro racing colors. Awesome. The, the, the blue and white.
1: Blue and Dash of red and white. No red. No, what do you mean? The, just, the, the no? GSXR logo is red. Ah, uh, come on. Bright orange. Pride orange. And okay. Actually, my next thing m- you got to tell me, it's passion orange. No, my other <laughs> so half. so passionate, it's red.
3: <laughs> my other half turned around to me the other day and she goes, I know what I don't like about your bike. <laughs> she goes, The Suzuki down the bottom doesn't match the R. What? And I'm like, what color is this? Isn't it just silver or white? No, well the Suzuki right down the bottom, mm. it's red, but it's like oh, a oh, it's red. Okay, it's like a faded, blood red. Okay. Whereas the R is almost bright orange.
1: Okay, yeah. So she doesn't like that.
3: Yeah, it just doesn't match. Apparently.
1: Well, I've seen people uh, do some pretty cool stuff where you get a stencil of the GSXR. Logo and then make it into whatever color you want. Yeah, and they'll change that. It's a nice touch. Like they'll leave everything else the same in terms of scheming, but they'll like just put that little touch, and it just gives it something unique. Yeah. So you can do that. Well, like, you, ch- you can change the red to a blood red.
3: Could change the red to green.
1: I, uh, yeah, yeah, or blue.
3: No, green. Green's my favorite color. Green. Yeah,
1: whatever. I'm weird. Whatever. <laughs> green. Fluoro green or like, like a dark well. green.
3: Uh, probably like a bright fluoro green, yeah. almost reflective. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, it. I like a I like a green that's between the green and blue, like a almost a teal, but sort of more bluish. Yeah, and it. But it, it's still green. It's still like a it's like you can tell it's green. It's just on the green it's not yeah that weird teal color where it's like it hasn't faded yeah it blue. hasn't
3: gone over into the blue spectrum yet. yeah, yeah. like an
1: old bathroom kind of thing like oh it's God. just a teal just yeah yeah oh. just horrible like just stale blue no no yeah. don't when, i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like a nice <laughs> metallic green that's got a bit of blue in it yeah but flake
3: nice metal flake oh love it
2: um <laughs> I don't know where this went. <laughs> well, we were talking about his business. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sir. So, so was so it causing you a problem? <laughs> what sorry? this guy had been up to? Was he affecting your business? It
3: has. It yeah. has affected my business. Um, yeah. He was there for five and a half years. Right. Um, and everybody in the area, um, well, for a long time, they re- would refuse to come to me because they thought it was still his shop. Right. But I've been there nearly eighteen months now, and I'm starting to turn the locals around. So yeah, I get one coming in every now and again, and go, "Oh, it's not this guy." And I'm like, "No, nah, it's it's me now." What do you need done? Do the work for them. They're like, "This is absolutely amazing." Mm. Yeah, you know, really happy with what you've done. Do you do a good job? I try to.
1: Yes, it We're sometimes takes
3: longer than what I anticipate, mm. and it's hard.
1: Like I, 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 <clears throat> I, I haven't done it. I can just observe Like And I'm just like This is a lot of work
3: I'm by myself Yeah Right And I do mechanical I do panel beating I do spray painting And I do bikes Yeah So You know If I have Three roll-ins In a week Mm. That I haven't Factored time for it just throws um, my week out. Pretty much. And it takes me two weeks to recover.
1: And you've got to go overtime and then you're tired. Which is why you're doing the home and you, you go gotta yeah. yeah. get up in the Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: you know, it's because I'm by myself, it's easy because then I know it, what I do what yep. is done is done right. Yep. There are extre- extenuating circumstances where, you know, parts get delayed, shit hits the fan, I get the wrong colour on a paint job. Mm. You know, there's Other factors that I've got to deal with. Yeah. But I'm a perfectionist. I like to do the right thing the first time. Had a mechanic working for me up until Christmas, and he's screwed me on probably four or five jobs. Shit. Yeah. And he was apparently an engine builder.
1: Oh.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I've had to You mean
1: engine builder with, with big hand... Quotation marks. Yeah,
3: big okay. quotation marks. Okay. Qualified engine builder, built race engines. Okay. You know, apparently one of the engines he built won the Southern 80. Mm. Um, you know,
1: His grandma lives on the TT.
3: Yeah, you know, he's, he dances around with feathers in his hair. You know, <laughs> fantastic. Um, but yeah, apparently couldn't build a fucking Harley engine to save his life. Mm. But yet he's built like 17 of them. Okay.
1: Yeah, that uh, pathological lies. Yeah. Uh, I've dealt with some of them. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fascinating thing to witness.
3: I'm I'm a firm believer of you can say whatever the fuck you want to me, mm. but if you can't back up what you say, oh, yeah, yeah, then there's no point. You've got I'll, to back it up. Yeah. yeah, I would rather take whatever you say with a grain of salt. I'll I'll, let, I'll,
1: st- I'll take it a step further. I prefer someone to just do it and yeah. not just not talk about it. Yeah. just do it.
3: Just say look. Like, If you're asked if you can do something, your actions will speak for themselves. That's it. You You say, yeah, I can do that. And then it's done. You do it.
1: Like even people that do a lot of stuff and know a lot of stuff, you still don't really appreciate them talking about it too much and just like always talking about what they've done and this and this and this. No. It just gets old real quick, like within 10 minutes of meeting them. It's like, okay, I can already tell this guy (laughs) only does it so he can talk about it well mate, I, I,
2: uh, sh- this pretty, should be a red flag if somebody's like that then yeah. the red flag goes off in my head that this guy's bullshitting me yeah I think the more you know the <laughs> less you talk about it it's exactly yeah.
1: right yeah. I'd, I'd raise it's very hairs, rare yeah. that people talk about it and they know a lot
3: I'd raise hairs on the hair on your head with some of the cars and bikes that I've worked on mm. but I don't go into it I don't need to because it's my knowledge
1: yeah because after a, after a while it just becomes the norm yeah it's not like it's not as exciting to you and and you're not like trying to get it out because you're like sitting there restless, thinking about all the stuff you've done. You need to tell this person that you've done all this stuff. But when you haven't done any of it, then any idea that comes into your head, oh, this will be cool if I do this stuff, that'll be like something exciting that you have to just tell the person straight away.
3: That's that's exactly right. Once once you you, know, you get over working on really quick cars or really mm. expensive cars, or you know really old cars, and same with
1: bikes you know it's you're working on enough of them it's just like no it's just another vehicle how long does it take do you reckon until you get to that level where we it's just another day you still enjoy it but it's it's just another day it's nothing to like go crazy about
3: well i've had the shop for nearly 18 months okay but i've been in the game for a while
1: mm. how long have you been doing it for
3: um i've been a qualified mechanic for 10 years awesome I've uh, been working in panel shops for including... But you're
1: only like 24.
3: <laughs> Thank you. I love you so much. No, no, no. I turned 37 so this year. Creep. Happy birthday.
1: <laughs> for um, 37. Yeah. I mean,
3: 24. Yeah. 24. Um, my old man was a mechanic, so he introduced me to cars when I was two. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, no one gives a shit about like, motor stuff in my family. No. As long as it's fun. I love it. They it, don't they don't hate it, but they don't go... They just go, meh.
3: It's the only... Th- working on engines and cars, it's pretty much the only thing I can do where I don't... My mind doesn't kick on mm. and think about other things. So I love it.
1: Yeah, so, so I was going to say something that I completely forgot now.
3: Well, you asked me how long I've been in the game. Yeah. I've uh, been working in panel shops for 12 years, and that included doing my apprenticeship as mm-hmm. a mechanic. Been working on cars since I was two, so it's 35 years. Been working on bikes since I was about eight.
1: What bikes have you owned?
3: (laughs) You want the long list or the short list? Long list. Um, First bike was a 96 Suzuki Across in red. Love that bike. (laughs) I was a motorcycle career on that. Um, Since then, I've had a. I've had two uh, Yamaha XS 250s. What is that? It's like a twin cylinder sort, sort of Dual cru- sport kind of thing? cruisy sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Had a XS 850 triple. Mm. Rare as hell now. Uh, Never Kayla. Never heard of
1: it. Hey? Never even heard of it. Yeah. Triple? What is that, Yamaha?
3: Yamaha, yeah, yeah. shaft mm-hmm. drive. Uh, 85, 86, I think. Oh, wow. Um, KLR 600. Mm. Um, Kawasaki Z250A, Kawasaki Z250C, uh, Hyasung. Did
1: you have any of the small 250 Super Sports? Like the ZX2, the CBR? No, the GSX no no you didn't you didn't get into those
3: no well that was the cross for me oh yep yeah um i went from the across i sold the across to do a small a short course mm. and then spent a couple of years off bikes and come back to it um where was up to uh is it dac uh high sung gt250r how did that go <laughs> Actually, it wasn't bad for about fourteen and a half thousand k's. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then I traded it in on a CBR six hundred F four I. Oh yeah, love that. Love that F four I's. Found out from the guy that I traded it into. Yeah. Two thousand k's later. That it blew up. Detonated. <laughs> <laughs> Grenaded itself all over oh, the road.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I don't really ride off bikes straight away. Like I don't just go, oh, that's chinese or that's korean or whatever i don't go this whole brand no shit but it's like i'll ride a bike then i'll be like okay do i like it or not the higher song it just felt weird it just felt
2: like when did you have a higher song
1: i didn't have a higher song but i rode one i rode one for about three days (laughs) i I had it for three days um and it was was a friend's i didn't actually buy one but um was it the 250 or the 650 The two fifty. the 650 i actually like the 650,
3: I don't mind. Yeah, it's not bad.
1: It's, it, I like how it's the engine feels, and I think I've confirmed this, you can correct me, um, based on the SV650. Yeah, well, it's almost identical. So, I like them, uh, and the build quality seems much better, and the design just seems a little bit more designed, yeah. you know? But at the time, I had a, I had a Dalem VJF250, okay. okay, at the time that I rode the... GT 250R, the 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 higher song, and the higher song felt like shit compared to the dalem That's saying a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, and I loved my Dalum. It was a, it was a piece of shit. It was so slow. It was dangerously slow. <laughs> like to the point where you're like, if I have to get away from someone running at me, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
3: Get off and push the
1: bike. Pretty much. Yeah. It was just, it was just ditch it. Run. So. Yeah, that that's saying something. But it had great brakes, decent suspension for what it is, um, handled great, and fuel economy was amazing. I got like three hundred and fifty k's out of fifteen liters. What are they? Two hundred or? They're two fifty. Yeah.
3: Really? Yeah, yeah. I Thought that was, and
1: and like, and then I wrote a higher song. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, you you go full lock, and your and your hand hits the tank, and then you know you, you're like so hunched over, and the the bars are really close, but you're not really reaching out. So you sort of like, it's as if you're trying to like do rows at the gym, and it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? So, yeah, the high song really astonished me that the, it was popular.
3: The GT two fifty R's are really designed for like the the Asian and Indian market. Smaller markets. people, yeah, yeah, a lot smaller people. It, they brought them over even here. compared
1: to the two fifty. I mean, the so the MC twenty two, the CBR, yeah, the
3: RR. CBRs, mm. the the ZX two R's. Um, they're really designed, and they they're really designed to look like a Ducati, but in a two fifty. That's right, yeah. Um, I always
1: thought they tried to do the MV thing.
3: <clears throat> well, that, it was a, sort of a mix between the Duke and the MV.
1: Yeah. Like, a, like the McGelli. Yeah.
3: Well, oh, God, don't talk to me about McGellies. <laughs>
1: McGelli is, hands down, like the Miello 250R is hands down a bike that I, I will... That's probably an exception. I will ride it off straight away. I I do not like them at all. It's, I've, I've worked I won't even, like, go, oh, maybe it's okay in one thing. No. Just complete. Nah, I've worked on
3: half a dozen of them, and they look so good though. They look good. They, they look, look great so when good. they're standing still. the
1: tail too. Uh, it's like, wow. But they are just, it,
3: honestly. I would rather work on fucking scooters. Oh, I really would.
1: I bet you do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I hate working on well two-strokes. I'd rather work on a two-stroke. Well, and well, I hate with Miguel,
1: you, do, you, do you try and take something off and it just snaps right? Mostly. Yeah.
3: Or you you do something up. And it messes with something in a completely different spot <laughs> on the engine.
2: <laughs> oh, and then are the single, yeah. Those bikes, those higher uh, songs, okay. and what have you, you've got to remember that they've yeah. been built to a price yeah. for a market that hasn't got the heritage of, you know, the Europeans and, what, and the what, Americans and Australia who are I, used to the big brands. At. Yeah, like, the, I agree. But. But over time. Yeah. They do get better. They well, do. Not, the not anymore because
1: Miguel is dead. No, yeah, no I was, like, I was to but Hyosung's yeah. been there for a while. You know, right? you look.
2: It's the same applies to the car. The car industry. You yeah. look at Kias now and Hyundai's. Mm. They're, yeah, pr- they're
3: they're leading the market just about. They're great.
2: Yeah. Pretty nice. I mean, I look at them now and think, oh, they're nice. I was. I saw. You I saw go back a, 10, a 15 years, everywhere. and you look at them, you think they look like pieces of shit. Yeah. You know that they're, they're really basic. There's no imagination because mm. they're just built to a price. Yeah. Nice and cheap. Get them out into the mass market. Now they've got a bit of. Um, a bit of time and investment behind that brand. Now they're knocking out some really nice I've, vehicles.
1: I've been seeing the uh, Velocita Turbo RS or R or whatever it is yeah. everywhere, and they they look great. And I looked up the specs on them. I'm like holy shit! Like this is this is a, a competitor with like everything else. Like the it kills the eighty six. Mm. It completely destroys most of the sort of. M- mid-range sports cars that you get for like 50k
3: yeah what you want to look at is the hyundai tiburon what's it called the tiburon how do you spell it i think it's tiburon it's Mm t-i-b-u-r-o-n it's only released in america Mm. um and it's either a i think it's a twin turbo v6 oh yeah not released over here unfortunately but it is an absolute animal of a vehicle
1: it looks pretty basic, as in like it doesn't look flashy and sort of sex. It's understated,
3: yeah, and that's what you want.
1: Oh, it looks like the uh, the rear kind of looks like the uh, infinity kind of thing going yeah. on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, twin turbo V six.
3: I'm pretty sure it's twin turbo. It's wow. either it's either a twin turbo V six or a small V eight, but it's really a good car.
1: Yeah. Well, this is okay. This stands true for like you know most brands where it's like they they, they kind of they start off shit and if they stay shit they drop off and then they go out of business or they get better, but song they've been there for a while. What is it like? More than ten years, I think. Um, at least fifteen, for my knowledge. Yeah. So uh, all I know is like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. They they made bikes. That's that's what I'm basing off. I don't know when when they started exactly. So they you're saying early two thousands.
3: I think two thousand and right. two thousand and two, two thousand and three. They wow. they looked into import or exporting yeah. into Australia, um, and they went through all the design, um, DADRs and all that. Mm. I know I bought mine. I think it was oh five or oh six. My GT two fifty R, and they hadn't been out that long. Well, I got ripped.
1: Oh,
3: yeah, I got ripped hardcore. How come? Um, I bought a red bike with a black frame. Okay. And apparently, the red bike and a black frame Mm. was extra. So I paid seven and a half for a six grand six grand bike. Seven and a half. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Okay. They're two fifty has been there for years and supposed to be getting better. It is supposed it, to it actually is getting better. Let's say it is. Okay. <laughs> but I bought and I, I, there's going to be people screaming at their phone, their their car stereo wherever you're listening to this out there, but cuz I'm going to go on and on again about the CF, the CF Moto 650NK. I've done this many times and I won't go too far into it because I don't want to bore people. But I bought a 2013 model clearance um, 650NK CF Moto. That is honestly like it, the level of build quality, design, um, engine reliability, and just a, as an as a overall bike, it stood up to me and in the opinion of other people as well that have owned one, it, it stands up to, like, MTO7s, which are, like, <coughs> 11K. All right. Look look at it this way, okay? So they did something real cheap that actually performs well. Where
3: is CFMoto from? China. And where is Haesung from? Korea. Need I say more?
1: Yeah, but you'd expect Chinese to be even worse. No. No, you know I buy and, and <clears throat> the fact that they haven't been being out for long. They, they only started doing them in two
3: thousand eleven. Yeah. You look at where all the manufacturing's been done now. I mean right? Safe
1: Motor's been there for a while though. Yeah. yeah.
3: You look at all the manufacturing for most of the major corporations, most most of the major bike and car companies.
1: Yeah.
3: All their small stuff is being made in China because they can mass produce it really quickly and really cheaply. Mm. So they've got China has that behind them. All right. Long long time ago, maybe 20 years ago, Chinese stuff was shit. Yeah. Nowadays, it's actually really good because they've got that knowledge behind them of getting it done. Yeah. As an example... And right,
1: they, all ha- all, they also have standards now, right?
2: Yeah,
3: well, they do. If, if you want something uh, and yeah, you say... P-
2: politically, a lot's changed as yeah. well. You, you've gone from a communist state to one Not that's th- leaning towards more of a... Well, they're still communists, but they're more yeah, industrial they're, and... Yeah. yeah. So they understand now... The concept well, are you, are you, are of competition. You saying there's something wrong with yeah. communism? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not I, really. <laughs> depends on your point of view. Yeah, but they've had to adapt. <laughs> I don't even know how I
1: feel about it. I don't even understand yeah. it. And I think once they've got a taste of yeah.
2: of you know the Western world way yeah. of doing what it's things, like to
1: actually get shit done.
2: Yeah, yeah, and earn profit from it. Yeah, then you know the the penny drops. It's like wow, we could make more money doing yeah. this if we do if we increase the quality of the product. Yeah, yeah.
1: the capital mindset.
2: The it capitalism like, mindset it like, it like creeps, in. creeps in, creeps yeah. yeah. And they've got this great, this great resource, which is millions and millions of people, yeah, who don't need a lot of money mm. to be paid to to do what they do, compared to Australia or else, yeah, yeah, the Western world, yeah. Which is why the manufacturing's all gone over there.
3: That's exactly right. Yeah. As an example, right? I turbocharged my Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a fully China-
1: thick, hey, fully thick.
3: Yeah. Hectic soot, skids, soot, bro. Soot, soot? <laughs> big time. <laughs> um, I bought, I put a Chinese turbo on it, right? Okay. Three hundred and fifty bucks to my door. Really? For the turbo. What? Yes. Okay. Now I put that on, yeah. and that turbo lasted me eighteen months. Yeah. Daily driven. Wow. Like driven hard too. Okay. That turbo outlasted one guy putting three garrets on his car
1: at wow. fifteen
3: hundred bucks a piece.
1: How much boost were you running through it?
3: I was running about 9 psi. Not bad. Because it was a stock engine. Yeah. But that turbo was more than capable. Yeah. And uh, the guy that I was effectively in competition with, he was running less psi, mm-hmm. si- similar turbo. Just going through them. And the Garrets had just died. Now, it's, I'm not saying anything bad about Garrett's, but mm. I would rather spend 350 bucks a pop and go through a turbo every two years. Yeah. 1500 bucks a pipe and go through a turbo every six months
1: you're right yeah mm. yeah that is a good way to look at it yeah it, no matter what you no matter how much shit you want to talk about chinese stuff it's so cheap you can just keep buying it
3: that's exactly right yeah you break it you throw it in the bin you buy yeah. another one
1: that's the same argument for the cf it's like someone uh someone went to me um talking about it on a podcast and they listened to it and they sent me a message they're like "Nah, i bought a i bought a used secondhand 2014 model and and my um what was it? Something, something like a like the, what's it? The, the cam chain or timing chain? I think timing chain or or the. Is the cam chain timing chain same, same thing. thing? Same thing, right? Uh, something happened. The tensioner broke or yep. whatever, and I, and he's like, oh, you know, see, they're not that reliable. You know, they're not bulletproof and whatever. I'm like, that's cool. How much is it to replace? It's like, one twenty. Well, to to. to to get it done, as in like to take it to the shop, they'll do it for you, warranty included. And you don't even have to pay for the product and the, and the, the labor because it's covered. And then even if you wanted to do it yourself, the tensioner is 60 bucks.
3: As an example, BMW S1000RRs. Yeah. 50,000 Ks, you yeah. replace your timing chain tensioner. Okay. But they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that? They don't tell you that.
1: What do you mean they don't tell you that? Isn't it in the BMW? Handbook or something?
3: Will, BMW will not tell you that. BMW will not say mm. at fifty thousand Ks you mm. need to replace your timing chain tensioner.
1: Okay. The tensioner, not the chain. Just the tensioner. Just tensioner, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They won't tell you. So what do they tell you? They don't if you they ask don't. them, they just don't say anything.
3: Well, if, if you say you want it done, they'll do it for you. Okay. But they won't actually say to you if you come in for a fifty K service, mm. you go in and they won't go, Oh, by the way, we need to do a tensioner.
1: Fifty K is not bad.
2: I guess they're banking on the fact that most owners, if you buy it brand new, you're not going to have it in 50k's time.
1: Pretty much. But then most people would have sold
2: it and moved on to something else by then. Yeah. They don't really care.
1: Why is that the deal? Like, I've never seen someone that's like, oh, I just clocked 40,000 k's on my S1,000. I've never heard of that.
3: I had had one in the shop not that long ago. It was Mm -hmm. 2010 and his radiator had split. Oh wow! And it was making a hell of a f- hell of a noise from the engine. Shit. Um, timing chain tensioner was nasty, hmm. so I replaced it. <laughs> Didn't cost much for mm-hmm. the tensioner, um, but he was still running his stock exhaust, and the the butterflies in the exhaust were rattling. Mm. So once I figured that out, <laughs> quiet as <his> mouse.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like the in terms of cf parts the the what's it called the chain guard like the plastic chain guard how much is that normally on a bike like a a japanese 30
3: 40 50 bucks maybe more yeah
1: yeah depending on what bike it is if it's a zx10 you're looking at about 150 bucks
3: (laughs) if not more yeah
1: yeah um cf six bucks
3: (laughs) six dollars
1: (laughs) yeah six dollars that's
3: ah they just just produce a million million at a time the
1: guard the rear wheel guard that is 20 bucks and it's an it's a good quality like it's not just like flimsy plastic it's actually built like you can tell it's it's built decently well yeah for 20 bucks you it's it's crazy and like handlebars 50 bucks for everything the riser the the um the the throttle tube the they'll give you they'll give you the uh Grips. They'll give you like all the bolts you need, and they'll give you like a bunch of other stuff with it. And it's like, yeah, there you go, fifty bucks. Yeah. And the the shrouds, you know, fairings. That is a big thing. Like it's like three hundred bucks for like fairings for for some bikes. A lot of bikes. Each side. Three hundred each side. You know? Yeah, for for a small one? Yeah. yeah like a in, six inch one? Yeah. Yeah, like as in, like, just one side, they'll have maybe like two, three pieces on each side, and each piece will be like around 150, 200 bucks. No, and, keep going. You know? I'm, I'm being conservative <laughs> just in case someone's out there going, no, it didn't cost that much. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs>
3: other people they're going, what?
1: We're going to get it for 150 bucks? Are <laughs> <laughs> they pay more? What? you just like paying more for some reason. But, like, the the shrouds and th- it's one big giant piece that goes on the side. It's kind of semi-naked, what you would call. It's not completely like bare. It's like it's the shroud. That is seventy bucks. Yeah, seventy bucks for each side.
2: But you it's know, that they're building, and that, it comes with the indicators that are built in. Yeah, but they're building that bike to a target market, and yeah. that target market but is I'm saying, somebody it's good quality. he's not breaks, that fussed about having the latest thing from germany or yeah. italy you know they just want a motorbike which is going to get them around for A to be and it's going to be cheap to run yeah and semi-reliable yeah
1: mine was very reliable and i'm not saying that that just proves that they're all are but i'm saying as a personal anecdote it, it was extremely reliable. i was i was surprised uh, my warranty was a two-year warranty or a three-year warranty one of them oh it was probably two year and it was getting closer to the two-year mark And I was like, nothing has gone wrong yet. I'm scared. Because once I go over two years, I'm not covered by a warranty. So if I blow an engine or a transmission, it's too late. Let me try and... What, blow, blow this engine now. I mean, not, ha, not just sit there and go like redline and wait until something happens. Re- no. Rev bomb it on Ligon. Yeah, yeah, not like that crazy. But I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold back on this thing. I'm going to ride it hard. I'm going like, to, you know, rev it hard.
2: And it doesn't matter even if it had blown up after warranty. It's so cheap, wouldn't have mattered, the engine's
1: right? engine's 900 bucks brand new.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> are
1: that your sing- are they a single nothing. or a twin? Huh? Are they a They're single- a twin, parallel. I might start building go karts. Yeah, they're they're nine hundred bucks brand new. And if someone out there is yelling at whatever they're looking at right now and going that they're not, go look at them. Go go check out the price, whoever you are, um, because they are nine hundred bucks. You can just buy them straight from CF Moto. They'll send it to your house. Nine hundred bucks. That's including transmission, by the way. So, nice. Yeah. Awesome.
3: Um, five or six speed gearbox. Six speed. Awesome.
1: Yeah, six speed.
3: Anybody out there want a six-speed go kart? <laughs>
1: <laughs> first gear on on the bike. Obviously, you can mess with it, but first gear goes to eighty, then one hundred and ten, then one hundred and thirty. Then it's it's a, not, it's a very nice. Oh, well,
2: that's not a problem. You just he you just you send in the engine. you will change around with all the gear. Yeah,
1: but like as in as a bike, it's <laughs> yeah. very nicely geared for the road. It's yeah. just a I'll good road bike, and it's yeah, it, it just it just suits. W- w- you know what it was meant to do
3: yeah, it's it's designed to get you from a to b but get you up to say maximum of 120 fairly quickly
1: zero 100 in 3.6 seconds it's pretty quick yeah yeah it even has a the new ones do my one didn't but i ended up getting my dash was a bit shit because i mean the reason they made a new one is because the old one was shit um Mine just broke. Not, it didn't break the the you know the needle thing, and then you've got the like a washer behind it. That part just rattled out and broke, and then started rattling in the, in the <laughs> casing. Um, went over there. They they co- told me you know, to come back in a week. Came back. They gave me a new a brand new like four hundred dollar um, new tack and a like the whole cluster. Um, and that new cluster has a uh, zero to hundred timing feature and as zero to 400 meters f- feature just for no it's called power test mode or whatever yeah,
3: just in case you want to do like quarter mile test just, just in case, case you come start going down to
1: the drag strip and you yeah. just find a long stretch of road and you're like ah, eh, let me just see how fast i can do this in
3: only on private like lo-
1: private roads yeah. yes exactly but yeah zero to 100 in 3.6 seconds did you have a time it for the quarter mile yeah, I did, but by the time I went to the quarter mile, my clutch was on its way out, so I only got a thirteen two. Uh, look, nah, that's not bad. I would have been able to get much quicker. And the proof was, there was another guy on, on a CF restricted. Mine was unrestricted. Just it doesn't. It's not much of a boost. Probably only twenty percent ish. But like restricted, um, and he did a twelve two.
3: Okay,
1: twelve two. So, so
3: yeah. you should unrestricted six fifty. You should be able to get about eleven six eleven eight.
1: Mm, I wouldn't go that far. Probably a probably a a twelve or a, a, like a eleven nine at best, probably. Unless unless you're like launching it like crazy and you, and you just have like no fear.
3: <laughs> Any right. anybody out there with a six fifty NK unrestricted that wants to lend this one for a test? Yes, please. Yes, please.
1: yes <laughs> please. I was actually when when I went to the drag strip. It was a month before I um was getting a new clutch pack so i can get a heavy duty set on it and i'm like i'm gonna go straight back and and do this again and see like what i can actually get because i was spinning clutch off the line so i had to actually launch at a lower rpm and with not much throttle get it to engage van go hard and i was still getting a 13 too
3: what made you think you needed a new clutch because it was, it
1: was just wearing it was wearing.
3: they were actually adjustable
1: what do you mean? They're adjustable? Internally, they're adjustable. So Internally, you, you can adjust them mm. so that. Um, I think just the springs were were soft, because what, that's that's what the that's what the dealership told me.
3: If if they're if they're the way that n- normal motorbikes are, mm. they've actually got an adjuster on a push rod. Oh, okay. And you just adjust the the push rod basically,
1: yep. to reclamp. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Well, it was slipping because
2: just there was not enough... Was it slipping before you got there or after a few runs?
1: No, when I before I got there. Oh, I got, okay. As in, like, I'd be in... Let's say I'm in first gear and I'm just cruising at, uh, like, 50. Yeah. So, like, going about 6,000 RPM, thread uh, red line's at 10. And if you just back off and then like, aggressively power on, it will slip. It will go, boom. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, clutches
2: wear out, right? So, yeah. he's right, you know. Yeah, you but it's most likely, it was
1: most likely just the springs, because the springs on there are pretty shitty. That's yeah,
3: but the, the, the springs are only for on and off clutch, basically. Mm. So, as soon as you... But don't
1: you, they also keep the tension? No. They don't? What does? All right, so... Once... What's forcing the plates together once you've let out the clutch?
3: The the springs the springs do mm. to a point, but they're more for... To, when you pull your clutch in, mm. you act against the springs. Yeah. So when you let your clutch out, the springs push the pressure plates back together. Yeah. Okay? So the springs do, to a point, hold the clutch together.
1: And there's something else to hold them together?
3: It's more... It would more be the adjustment... Uh, internally, okay. Because if when they wear out, mm. that adjustment creates clearance between your pressure plates and your friction plates, mm. and if that's not adjusted periodically to keep your your friction point the same yeah. point, then you'll get slip.
1: Well, at that point, I was about forty thousand k's in. So
3: yeah, I'd say it was probably a case of just needing a readjustment. Adjustment,
1: yeah, mm. I never actually got to open it up and have a look at the plates. What uh, happened to I- it? Um. Okay, so I've told the story before, but in uh, no. I can
2: hear everybody switching yeah. off now.
1: <laughs> in simple terms, I um, I wanted to get another bike, and as I was thinking about wanting to get another bike, I crashed. But not bad, just scratches. And I was like, ah, I can't but be. But it's fucked. a CF
3: Moto. They're worth nothing. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. I can't it's only fucked. ten bucks to repair it right?
1: like, I can't <laughs> Let me just let me just like you know claim insurance for this stack. Um, and then get them, get my money and then just get something else because I was already off my lambs. I've been off it for like a year at the time. And I'm like, let me just try something else. I love this bike, but let's just move on. And as I did that, I got my insurance money. Things came up like, you know, like family stuff. And I had to like put $3,000 on the house mortgage and I had to pay bills and medical expenses and whatever. Eventually everything worked out, but I was out of pocket by about four and a half K Um, and I still am, I've got 2k saved up and I can't spend it. So it's like, it just became like a, a matter of unexpected cost and expenses and it, yeah.
3: What's worth more to you, your family and making sure you got a roof over your head or having a bike?
1: Of course the family, you know, of course. So that's why I'm not really pissed off. I'm just like, that's just how it worked out. And that's cool. It's fine. I'll get back on a bike eventually. It'll happen. I don't have to force it. But yeah, that's what happened with the CF. And Otherwise, for donations, not
3: ladies and gentlemen, please forward them to Orster <laughs> Yeah.
1: We started a GoFundMe page. Um, I'll put the link up at the bottom of this. Um, I do want to. I do want to mention. And I mentioned this to Phil before, that this episode is basically one giant ad. How long we've been talking? We we've been talking for a while. An hour? No, I no, know, but I need no, no we haven't been. No, no, not an hour. We started at like what I don't six thirty, or six. You know, it's seven thirty now. Yeah. Anyways, um, one giant ad because I want to promote uh, the Street Riders thing. I've got a promo code that will get you ten percent off. The, the the person that gave me this um. Promo code is gonna be pissed off at 10% me. Ten percent off what else? Wait, just one second. Let me bring it up. So, streetwriters.com.au. Uh, dot com dot au. So, if you go on there, go into the shop, grab yourself whatever, put in the promo code Kickstand twenty seventeen, all one one word, um, capital letters, and you'll get ten percent off and a free sticker. So, if you buy a sticker, you get 10% off that sticker, which is like 40 cents, (laughs) and get another sticker. It's pretty cool, I guess. Um, And there's like brand new Kevlar hoodies that you can buy. There is stock at the moment. I think we've got 50 left of them. So, you're most likely to find your sizing. And there's a new jumper, casual hoodie, and... Do they come in pink? They come in pink. Yes, they do. Right. I think that I mean not the whole thing Just the writing Is that okay? No No? Okay Alan's not impressed (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah I don't want to go on too long about this But yeah Go go on there 10% off Free sticker Kickstand 2017 um, And go fuck yourself (laughs) So I want to move on to Your ad I uh, I need to have a smoke No not now Not now He wants to have a smoke But not now We'll have a smoke after It's okay
3: I want to fucking smoke now It's it's not
1: We can't smoke in here and we can't pause this i mean i can't but no <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> all right uh, my ad so your ad okay not an ad i really w- i do want to promote you because I, bu- I i i can see an honest hard-working person when i see one there's nothing to promote mate okay your shop is um in glenroy melbourne glenroy near Fortnour, northern
3: Campbellfield, yes.
1: Very, very far away from everything. The
3: other side of the planet to us.
1: Yeah, from me in in Dan Nong. Um, It's called AR Barry. Automotive. Automotive. Um, Check the store out. And if you mention that you heard it on this podcast, he'll give you a hug. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
3: I, um, I have a friend who might give you something more too.
1: Okay. We can discuss that I'm with them intrigued. when they get there. Let's, this Quit is a pause family it. show. Let him have his fag and we'll on. find out what he's going on about. Man. All right. So, um, Phil, Finally, I want to actually get it. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, Phil,
3: I'm, I'm intrigued. I heard you do stuff for cafe races. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes. So, so
2: go into that. So what I actually do yep. is I work in IT. Yeah. And I've worked in IT for 30-something years, mm-hmm. um, as you can tell from the colour of my hair. But... Um, I've always had this passion for motorbikes and love for motorbikes. Yep. You've and that's, been riding since you were how old? Well, 16, but yeah. it goes back even before that. You know, my dad used to ride to work on his Norton every day. Mm. So that's where the seeds were sown, you know. Mm. Dad's on a motorbike. How cool is that? And, um, for sure. you know, I got a bike before I learned to drive and I consider myself a biker through and through. S- straight up. Biker. I choose to ride a bike. We have cars because I've got kids and stuff, mm. but not I really think, that. It,
3: I think the definition of biker comes from really. You can go for a time without having a bike. Mm. Which but I've done, yep. The yep. need to get another bike. Builds and builds and builds until the point you you actually have to go and get one. Yeah, people it's
1: say like it's you're ready a to burst. lifestyle, but it's it's I don't not. Think it is. It's ingrained. It's like a mindset. It's, <clears> like a, it's like a. It's part of your being. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, Whether like, you ride or not. Yeah. It's just a way that you are. Yeah. You know, in a weird cliche way. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Now, like, I my ex-wife made me sell my CBR six hundred F four I mm-hmm. when she was pregnant with my with my daughter. Um over the next three years I progressively got worse and worse worse and worse with pointing out bikes mm. till she turned around to me one day and she goes, Just go and buy yourself a fucking bike.
1: And <laughs> what do you mean you got worse? Well just what? like looking oh there's this oh there's yeah. that.
3: Yeah well it it was like that. Like yeah. it was once a week. Oh, there's a nice, there's mm. a nice bike. Cool. Mm. You know, mm. that's a nice bike. Mm. To a point that it was like three or four times a day, mm. and she just couldn't handle it. And I think that's what, that's actually what makes this a biker. You know, it's I not
1: completely understand what you mean because I do this to myself. I annoy <laughs> myself with how much I notice <laughs> bikes. I'm like, oh, that's this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Can I just like sit down and just like not really think about bikes for a second? Yeah. What do you? Do you do- that
2: f- did, have you seen that film up? up the animation yeah yeah with the yeah. balloons the, yep the, there's yeah. a dog in there you say <laughs> you remember the dog yep. yeah Oh, squirrels yeah that's what it's like you hear yeah. a bike oh bike
1: yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why that is because people see, you know say oh kids are like that because they don't have one and it seems so exciting to them but i don't think that's true at all because you have a bike you have multiple bikes and you're still like that yeah i've got
3: five at the moment
1: five five bikes. wait what yeah What bikes do you have?
3: I well, thought you just
1: had the one No <laughs> Are they are they running? Because by that standard I've got four bikes mm, <laughs> None yeah. of them are
3: running <clears throat> Well I've got, I've got the G6R I've got a 82 Honda CBX 550F mm. Cafe racer um, I've got a 14 or 12 Hyosung GT250R Which is my go-kart Track, bike. Okay. <laughs> Long story. Did um, you
1: get a super motor for that?
3: No. No? This one cost me nothing. No, I guess. Um, I've got a GPX or a GPZ Kawasaki 250, which I'm also turning into a cafe racer. Mm. Um, and I've got a Suzuki Cross in about a billion bits Ooh. up mm. in the shelf.
1: That's basically what my shed looks like. Just billion bits of CF stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's so cheap so cheap it's just everywhere I've got yeah. like I can basically put a bike together why don't you man I am actually come oh, by frame I've got a I've got a like half built stunt CF right now yeah yeah it's still on its way still I need to put cams in it I don't know how I'm just <laughs> well, he'll tell you I've got a I've got to buy them first and then I've got to sort well, out how, ha- to put them how in. about
3: how about we organise for you to get your engine mm. to somebody near you yeah. that comes to somebody a little bit closer to me. Yeah. And then on and on until it gets to me.
1: And then I'll pigeon mail it <laughs> to you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Might take a week for for the engine to get to me, but
1: Yeah. Well, we'll to see how, how I am I gonna get the engine out of the frame? That's easy. Not for me. Why not, not for me. Because I am not mechanically minded.
3: There's like six bolts, holds it in. Trust me, I'll fuck it up.
2: No, (laughs) I can fuck up anything. Anything taking stuff apart is easier than putting it back together.
1: Chain guard bolt, like that, like two bolt. There's two bolts. Yeah,
3: you you were doing one up instead of undoing it.
1: Um, no, I just took it off, and then when I put it back on, it went sideways. I threaded it. Fuck, Mm, I'm just like, how? How? I was impressed of how easily (laughs) I can fuck things up in terms of mechanical stuff.
3: Bolts always start by hand. Okay. Always start. Uh, by that's hand. a
1: good tip. Yeah. People listen and listen. righty tighty, lefty be, loosey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You you'd think people would know that? I, I didn't for a while. And um, yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. Start by hand. Yeah. Because I, I I made the mistake of starting with the Allen key, and I'm just like, and I'm like, what what mm. did I just do?
3: Once you get used to working around and on stuff, then mm. yeah, you can you know start it with like. Ratchets and Allen keys and stuff. Yeah, and then you get to a point where you grab a half inch rattle gun and you go zip done.
1: First stuff to get my pen license. So <laughs> yeah, um, the 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 thing you're starting up. Can I call it company? What is it? Well, what, yeah, I mean, I that,
2: guess Phil. It's it's what are you doing? Yeah. Talk to yeah. us. What so, are you doing? So I'm starting up uh, an online um, retail business providing cafe racer parts. Yeah. So I've just started up, so it's very early days yet.
3: Mm. What but models are you
2: aiming at to start with? Ah, uh, I'm not really aiming at any particular models. Just accessories. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, I mean, a lot of what's inspired me is the cafe racer scene. Mm. Is what I really like about it is how it is an expression of somebody's individuality. Yes, very mm. much so. And so you can appreciate and <laughs> how see. Did it start? How did what start?
1: The cafe racer thing.
2: You don't know the story?
1: I have no idea. Phil,
2: do you want to tell us? So thing? it goes back to it's the 60s. Man. So you go back to the UK bike scene yeah. in the 50s and 60s. So you had these guys. They've got their BSAs, their Nortons, their Triumphs. Mm. And they would meet up at a cafe. Like you do. You know, you meet your mates at a cafe. Like to do Caddy riders. I call
1: this episode um, Cafe Racing with Phil.
2: Yeah. And so inevitably... You know, these guys are playing around with their bikes and making modifications. Mm. They're shooting off their mouths. My bike's faster than your bike. Mm. I know it isn't. Okay. So what they used to do, you say, right. Okay. Prove it. We'll race from here mm. to down the North circular mm-hmm. to such and such a cafe and mm-hmm. back again, or yeah. turn off and back again. And that's yeah. where the term cafe racer came back from oh. because you're racing there and back or between cafes awesome so the guys would get a bsa triumph they put the clip-ons on they put some rear sets have a bit of tuning done yeah and so if you look at the old photos of the f- of the 50s and the 60s yeah you know you see them there they got they got the clip-ons they're trying to uh, imitate like people do now mm-hmm. you know with ross's bikes and whatever you they imitate the look of the bike yeah uh for the road and i reckon uh,
1: cafe racer is way more practical than uh getting a, a race bike spec thing on the road well they
3: say they they sorry to interrupt they say that the cafe races actually started the whole sports bike thing because the clip-ons they're not they're not like out in their like um dirt bike bars
1: so wait are you saying that that clip-ons at the time when they were putting on cafe races um they weren't being used in bike motorbike racing
3: well, yeah. they, they eventually came through. Mm. But if you look at, the, look at the race bikes of the time yep. and then the cafe races of the time, cafe races were actually more advanced really? than the race bikes. Hmm. And the, the way they were set up and the ergonomics and just the general feel of them, mm. the ra- they were uh, in front of the race bikes.
2: Wow. But if you look at the cafe race, I mean, you know, it's, they took a standard bike. Yeah. which had the upright bars and, and the pegs mm-hmm. and they made them look like the race bikes he put the clip-ons and, and the rear sets yeah and so it's an express. there's an as exp- an expression of individuality mm-hmm. which a lot of bikers are like that anyway mm-hmm. you know you you'll get a guy who buys your your suzuki and you say right i want to change the paint job mm. you know a lot of the bikers are really individualistic with. Some what they do. more
1: than others and some not at all because I've seen some people go, I want to leave it completely stock and I'm like, Why?
2: Yeah, well Why? I mean,
1: do something, put yeah. a sticker on it, god damn it. Just do something.
2: So um what was we trying to say? So that so the cafe race has seen draw, now. Sorry. So if you if you look at um yeah. you know the builds that are being done now and there's there's guys, you know, Custom Commune. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great example. Shout people, out Custom people, Commune. People coming Talked together like that before. People coming together, sharing ideas and doing their own individual builds. There's Benzina Garage, similar sort of thing. You know, they'll build you a a, a cafe racer. But the great thing about the cafe racer scene is you can do that. You can go to somebody like a garage and pay somebody to do it. Yeah. But motorbikes being motorbikes, relatively easy to work on. Mm. You can do it yourself. You know, you can grab some components, work out what the thing's going to look like in its head, Mm. and and create something yeah and because you're creating something that's individual it's like art you know yeah it is it's in the, the eye of the beholder yeah it's, and
1: um, uh, you're putting together a piece of artwork that works yeah
2: that does and um, so it's not particularly about uh, focusing on any specific type of bike because mm. there's such a wealth yeah uh, a plethora of bikes out there that you can you can just take and you can Make into a cafe racer mm. You know Classic ones The SR 400s the SR, the SR range A lot of guys are Doing The uh, the original Like CB 750s mm, From the 70s yeah.
3: Even yeah. the The newer CB 400s I've seen a lot of them Turn yeah. into
1: Cafe races Yeah I actually have too Yeah With the nice Like straight seat <coughs> Yeah I mean the, the, the Triumph Bonnevilles they're a, they're a really
2: good example Lots of people do those Yeah um, um, I mean Custom communion Did did one a couple of years ago, great one, which mm. was the Sportster engine. And they just totally chopped around the bodywork, made some custom bodywork on it, looked absolutely amazing. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it now, but it looked the business. So, um, I guess that's what attracted to me. I see these things on Facebook and Instagram and in, yeah. in the press. And I think, wow, you know, that's, that's a really cool looking bike. Well, I'm really bike.
1: happy that you're doing it because I, I I knew that you've been wanting to do it for like. A while now
2: well I, I, the, yeah the point i'm trying to make is i've always been into bikes but yeah. career and family and you know what you were talking about you've got to make sure the family's got the roof over the head the mortgage yeah. is getting paid so there's been periods where i've been without a motorbike yeah you know and it's been terrible going cold turkey yeah and as i'm getting older it's like well i've always said i wanted to do something in this field i've got to do it now before, See, that's before time that, runs that, out
1: that's something i actually <laughs> really want to focus on the the fact that you've gone, you know what, there's no point of just sitting here and not doing what I am very passionate about. Yeah. Most people will will let whatever their passion is just waste away. They'll, it'll stay in their minds. It'll stay on their notepad at home where they've written their ideas down. Nothing ever gets done. Not because they're lazy, because they're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's it's no point.
3: Some, something always comes up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's 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 a but case of... I reckon of, it's so important to try and at least give it a shot. Uh, well, you've got to say, it,
2: if you do it and fail, then all credit to you. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you just don't try, then that's exactly right that
1: is a problem with most people today that i see the older than me you know obviously i'm 21 i can't really speak as a an old guy that's wise and shit but like i see older people that are like miserable doing whatever they're doing and you find out what they what they like doing what their passion is and it's like why didn't you do that it's like oh well things came up and uh, it's not that they couldn't as in it was impossible they just chose to just give in they yeah. chose to give in and just do whatever. Go with the flow. Yeah, I think but that's not a, a fear good of flow. Just like a like a negative flow that's sort of sucking your life out. Yeah, every day. And that's,
2: that's what's prompted me to do this because yeah. I've been in IT thirty years. I've had high highs and lows. Yeah, you know, a lot of people my age are retiring now, and I won't go into the details, but that's not possible for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't want to be on my deathbed saying. Regretting not actually had a go at this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's early days. It's, you know, it's, I'm still building it. Yeah. I'm still creating something and it may take me, I don't know, could take me a year for it to take off. Could take me five years. Exactly. Yeah. But it's something I can do while still doing my career. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, that's a, that's a positive and that's a luxury actually. Yeah. You know, I can do it in my spare time or I can work around my day job. Yeah. And still deliver something.
1: I think it's, there's a certain way you got to look at it. It's like, think about it this way. Moral dying is the, very safe.
3: The moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. is follow your dreams.
1: Pretty much. But yeah. also, to like elaborate on it, dying is very safe. Yeah, There's nothing safer than dying. It's natural. It'll just happen. No death is worse than another. You just die. Yeah. The dangerous part is not doing what you wanted to do before you died. You know, it's like... You wasted your time. That's well, what. That's well, a true waste of time <coughs> when you just don't do whatever you wanted to do. Because yeah. regardless of what you did in your life, it it is gonna get to that um, stage anyway. You're gonna you're gonna perish away, and then everyone else that you know will perish away eventually, and whatever. Not to sound too morbid, but it's like it's gonna happen anyway. Yeah. So yeah. There's
3: you there's two things in life that are guaranteed: death and taxes. <laughs> that's 100, percent right? Yeah. yeah. The, the thing to remember yeah. is that if you, for a job, yeah. do something you love, you never work a day in your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, All
2: right? very true, and that's what I keep telling my kids: do something that you love doing, mm. and
1: like meme design for and Sam, get, and exactly. get paid for it. Yeah,
2: and that's sort of where I'm going with this. Yeah, this is something that I want to develop, and then I can get paid for it. And, trans- and correct
1: me if I'm wrong, but I y- the way you might look at it is like, y- even if it makes you very little, you're, you're still going to be happy.
2: To some degree, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got two options here. Yeah. You know, I can just keep on working my day job, yeah. do this on the side. Yeah. And, and that'll make, make you happy. Then then it's, I'll be not, happy. it's
1: not going to be like, a, oh, I'm not doing, I'm not making any money off this. I got to stop. It's like, yeah. if, you can, if, if you can have the luxury to just do it on the side. Yeah, you know, but that's not the, the intention.
2: The intention is that I can... Of course, yeah. You want to go for it, then I can transition away from my my, what I do, yeah, which has been very good to me. But I've been doing it thirty years, right? Mm. So it's getting a bit old, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And then I can transition into this and just effectively earn an income or a living Mm. doing my hobby, yeah. You know, which is what a lot of successful people do. You know, they do what they do, and they some people are incredibly successful, make millions of dollars, um, and they're doing actually their hobby. I think yeah, that is love what love is. it yeah. they what success don't see because, it as a job
1: because like success to me the all old, the, the older i get when i was 14 you asked me what success is i'll make money now and going forward it's becoming more of are you doing what you like to do while also making money as in like are you sustaining yourself by doing something you like that is success to me yeah and if you're doing something you don't like but you're making a lot of money I don't really see that as success. At least not for me. If, if someone out there is like, I'm pretty successful. I don't care what I do as long as I make money. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's some want.
2: people who... Well,
3: that's yeah. it. Look, there's... Um, my ex loved cooking shows, right? Yeah. And she'd make me sit down and watch all the American cooking shows. God help you. <sighs> I, well, well, I already knew how to cook, so it wasn't really a big thing. Um, no, I'm
1: just talking about the shows. They're horrible.
3: No, oh, They are. They're horrendous.
1: No, I like cooking too. Don't get me wrong.
3: Should. One... One story that I remember This guy was A Wall Street Stockbroker Right He was making Bloody near a million dollars a year Mm -hmm. But he hated it He gave it up To go And start again In a Chefing apprenticeship
1: You hear that story Over and over and over Yeah And and No one really pays attention to it No You know they go Oh that's so nice And when they hear about one Yeah But when they hear about like Thousands of them It's like there's a pattern here. M-
3: most people go, Why would you give up making, you know, 600, 700 grand a year mm. to go and earn 40K in a, in a, sh- in a kitchen?
1: And be yeah. all sweaty and greasy yeah. and shit all day. Yeah. And yeah. get
3: yelled at for not cutting shit up right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they don't get it. But. I reckon that the same people that don't get it are those people that don't really know what they want to do.
3: That's yeah, that's that's true. <clears throat> mm-hmm. See, and sort of
1: and sort of yeah. go, what do I want to do? Mm, all right, I don't really have time to think about that. Let me tr- just do something that will make me money. And then they'll get distracted. They'll keep distracting themselves from having that conversation with themselves about what they want to do and yeah. what they what their passion is. And they will just keep further distracting themselves, driving themselves into some weird insurance racket. And then one day they're just going to be like 40 years old and be like, oh, I made it. I'm making this much money. I'm making, um, you know, this many co-workers with quotation marks and friends that I go out with and stuff. I don't really like them, but hey, that's all I got. I've got a family. Okay, I'm paying this. I've got a house. Okay, cool, cool. But you don't really feel any different to when you when you started. Yeah. You don't really feel any different. There's no satisfaction. It's like a hoax. It's like yeah. it's like all oh, it was all a it was yeah. all a scam. Yes. And it, a bit of it is. It, you've scammed yourself. Yes. And there's no big overlord going like, you know, laughing well, in the background. Yeah, you've
2: scammed yourself. You've bought into a concept which you've been drip-fed just since because you, you avoid yes, thinking
1: about what it is that is yeah. going on. You know, which, you which is work hard,
2: you'll become successful. You've yeah. got to you got to join a company, you've got to climb the ranks. Then you'll be successful with, you know, a lot of people that I know in the corporate world, you see them up there. One, they've got no life. Mm-hmm. And two, probably, most of them are probably, a lot of them are divorced because yeah. they spend all their time working or traveling yep. and not spending time with the family and kids. And when you start, <laughs> when you start looking at that <laughs> lifestyle, hand you up. think, do I really want that? No. But um, to go back to the reason for doing it. Oh, yeah. ask me the name of the company. What's that? Ask me the name of the company.
1: What is the name of your company? I'm
2: glad you asked me that. Oh. <laughs> so it's no called motovalante.com.
1: Motovalante. Yeah. So
2: we're on Instagram, we're on I Facebook. You spell
1: it M O T O, obviously, and then V O L A N T E.
2: Yeah. So yeah. literal translation is flying bike, which ah, I thought was pretty good.
1: It's very nice. That's you cool. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you, what the hell does that mean?
2: So, yeah. I just, one, it sounds cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But the literal translation is, is pretty good because mm. we all like to. I think, consider ourselves as Top Gun pilots. <laughs> so, you know, flying bike, top, yeah, That's it all fits. That's what flybys are about. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll put my hand up for being goose. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it really was about, yeah, I've got to do this before it's too late. Mm. Um, I love tinkering with the bikes, mm. you know, compared to some people, I haven't been able to achieve, um, compared with a lot of people, I haven't been able to achieve what I really would have, if I look back now, what I could have achieved. Yeah. So, he's really trying to make up some lost time and, um, and build this business and become part ingrained into that biking community more.
1: There's going to be a cost that you're not really sort of paying attention. What's that? There's going to be a, a, a major cost and it's going to be a, you know, taking from your profits. Sam, okay? <laughs> he's going to want to he's buy a He's going to help. break a lot of shit and he's going to take <laughs> yeah. all your products He's gonna use up your like half of you get you get a bulk shipment of something and he's gonna have to use half of it in a year. Have you yeah. thought about this?
2: Yeah, I know, but I'm safe because he's you know he's he just bought a fire blade. Ah, oh, okay. So
1: 900 double. <sighs> uh, uh,
2: well, my one the 92 model or 93 yeah. model. Oh, okay. The original, the um, yeah. you know, the MC22 looking so, like thing. Mm, I'm good because mm. he's not interested in turning that into a cafe racer. Yeah so I'm, I'm fine from just that Don't perspective.
1: stock bar and mirrors because <laughs> it's, it, he's, he's gonna he's, well i mean this is all the things of you know
2: clip-ons bar and mirrors um aftermarket indicators mm. all the all the little bits and pieces that you can just pull off a shelf and then do your build yeah, yeah. and then over time you know who knows it will grow into something bigger so I, I
1: can see what you're saying you, you want to at least
2: promoting our own builds and using our products that'd be good um you know doing branded rideouts, outs Mm. um maybe even some some clothing you know yeah yeah i mean none of this is is unique or original you know but places like the idea itself it's a a, a
1: unique name it's a it'll be unique designs and you'll be a unique. You know, well, it's, it's,
3: it's a unique business in, in and of the fact that it's something different from everybody else. Yeah. Even if you're doing the same stuff. So, you're doing... Yeah. Um, I mean, there's
2: room for everybody in the market. That,
3: that's exactly right. Hmm. And as long as you offer a good product and, and a good service, yeah. there's plenty of market out there.
2: Pretty
1: yeah. much. And I, I can see that what you're saying is that you want to, at first, at least, you want to um, cater for, like universally not just like specific bikes. You want to cater? You, you well, Yeah, that, I
2: mean, there's an element of having, I mean, you know. Things that will fit on anything. There's a limit to what I can do during yep. a working week because I've got a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I don't fancy doing 18-hour days, yeah, six days yeah. a week, to be no, honest with you.
3: Nobody does. No.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, peaks Please. and troughs. I can yeah. put up with that. And I've done that throughout my working life. There have been mm-hmm. periods where I've worked, you know, weekends and bank holidays and what have you for weeks and end. But yeah. then you need to you need to take time off yeah, and, and re, yeah, re- re-energise, don't you? But um, so, you know, if I was just to focus on one specific type of bike, then that's mm-hmm. limiting my target market. So I've got to go something which has got a wider spread mm-hmm. and a wider appeal. Um, and... Not put pressure on myself yeah. to say right in six months' time I've got a business turning over twenty thousand dollars a month or whatever.
1: No, that's good. It, that's know, important you know. that you don't really like.
2: But so, which makes it sound like I'm not committed, which I am committed. No, uh, yeah, I know. But I'm I know just what being you mean. realistic yeah. about what I can achieve over the short term. Not medium just realistic.
1: Term. Don't like you're not sort of forcing it to be something that is like a chore. You it, know? It's
3: it's better to be realistic than to overex. Uh, over-expectate. Is yeah. that even a yeah. word?
1: O- overestimate? Yeah. Over... Oh, yeah. over
3: do, it, it's yeah. it's better to, to have sort of limitations on what you can do than to have expectations on what you're capable of doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think also if you try and run before you walk, oh. your reputation Some suffers. Some
1: people will go against this and say, you know, if you have very high expectations for yourself, then anything you achieve, even if you don't achieve that expectation, will be a high one. No. And it's like... In theory, in in terms of math, yes. Because if you say I have to make a hundred thousand k in my first year of my business, and you only make forty, you still make forty k. That's that's crazy for like first year of business. But you are killing yourself, yes, for money. That's for exactly right. For things that aren't real. For for things that are just made up. Yeah. yeah. You know. And also,
2: I mean, we've we've got families, so you know. Yeah. We've got families to take care of as well. If I was Sam's age. Mm. Maybe a bit different story he's
1: 21
2: yeah but you haven't got well. you know yeah. living at home you haven't got a mortgage or rent to think about mm-hmm. you haven't got kids to feed and clothe it's just you yeah and your overheads are minimal so you know you can put a lot of hours and maybe all your spare cash into it mm-hmm. and you could get a, a a greater return with regards to the growth of your business you can go straight
1: doing. for it and just have that as your priority yeah, yeah.
2: so yeah. you know you I know what, I know the constraints have got, uh, what's important to me, and I, which I, it is for Alan as well, mm. is reputation and hundred, quality yeah. of service to your customers. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. And
3: that's, that's where your business is built. Yeah. It's not, you know, it, it's not so much the products you offer, mm. it's that you back your products to the nth degree. So like mm. I've had, I've had customers come back and something's happened and I've repaired the car. For free, mm. you know. And yeah. I've worn it because I would rather have one happy customer that tells maybe six or seven of their friends mm. than one unhappy customer that tells a hundred.
1: Yep. And people with something negative to say, uh, they they spread it much quicker than good things. Very much so.
2: Very much so. they do. Yeah. I, mean, I don't na- know
1: why that is. I mean, there's lots That's of theories. That's because
2: people, are, I think, naturally negative.
1: No, I don't. I don't think that. I think. I don't think it's that. I yeah. think just people. Um, it's uh, it's like it's like watching an explosion on on the news. It like captivates you. You'd like negative things. We want that because it's within us to instinctively want excitement, even though we're not necessarily bad people, evil people. Yeah. It sort of switches on something within you to watch something like that and it goes the same way from someone telling you a bad story of something horrible happening I'll tell you it's what it is it's much more interesting than a no than I'll a, tell you what it is a lovely story
2: it's easier to be negative because then your reputation is not at risk whereas if I said to you yeah go and buy a, uh, take your car down to Allen mm. to have it serviced that,
1: yeah that's right yeah what yeah.
2: you're doing is you're making a personal recommendation Yeah. And you're putting your reputation at risk yep. to some degree. So if he
1: doesn't live up to your, you know, your recommendation. You know, if he has a bad day,
2: he has an off day or an off week or whatever, mm. and he screws up, then one, he's he's going to suffer. Mm. But also your personal relationship with that individual that you've made the recommendation to, yep. is probably going to take a little bit of a hit. Because nowhere yeah. else. He said to me, this guy was fantastic. I took it up there. I've got to listen to him anymore. And he... Un- you didn't do the sample up, and all the oil pissed out everywhere, and my engine blew up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. But in terms of, so it's easier to be negative pe- about people being negative
2: because you're not investing your reputation in it. That's yeah. it.
1: That's right. It's it's fear. That's what it is. It's not yeah. because people are are inherently negative. I don't think it's that. Yeah. But I do agree that it's, it's like it's it's easier to be negative because when when you're negative about something and someone proves you wrong. Um There's less of an in, incentive for them to prove you wrong, but when you, yeah. you recommend something, there's more of an incentive for that person to go out and prove you wrong, and then you look really bad. Yeah. And it, yeah, your reputation is much more damaged by something that you recommended being bad than something that yeah. you didn't recommend being. And it's good. the
2: same in in the in the corporate world. There's there's LinkedIn, right? You yeah. know about LinkedIn. Yeah. So the idea behind that was that you build a network of people who become trusted a uh, trusted part of your network. Mm-hmm. So if, if if you came to me and said, look, I'm looking for a project manager, who can you recommend? Well, you say, well, here's so-and-so, He's my LinkedIn, here's him, here's my." or he, they'll come to you and say, oh, he's a project manager and mm-hmm. he's linked to you on LinkedIn. So therefore, by definition, he's somebody that you, you trust and respect yep. and you'd be happy to refer.
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah, I I, I definitely... I definitely agree with the whole, like, you know, the recommendation thing, because people, they they worry too much about who they recommend, so that most of the time, they don't. Yeah. And they'll only say the negative things.
3: So. Well, nobody wants to look like a fool, and yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. So, as as Phil said, like, if you recommend me as a mechanic, mm. and I, I have a shit day, and I figured, do up your will nuts. Yeah. You know, it's not just me that looks like a fool, it's you.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like, if I, if I tell you a story and go, hey, man, you know, like, I went down, uh, or my mate went down to, like, it always starts like that. My mate went down to this mechanic in this space, blah, 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 and they did such a great job. His bike's, like, super reliable. It's not an interesting story.
3: No, Nobody ever says my mate went and got a fucking perfect job. Yeah. It's always it's, my mate went down and they didn't do up his didn't do up his rear axle and his rear wheel fell off.
1: Yeah, his rear wheel fell off and yeah. then he was like riding home on the on the swing arm. Yeah, and he somehow made it home. Yeah, but just, he, just on his chain, yeah. like his <laughs> chain was <just laughs> pushing him along <laughs> on his swing <laughs> arm. His chain was like so tensioned up that it just kept like whipping into the ground and he made it home <laughs> somehow. And like they'll tell you all these stories like, oh wow, you know, like for some reason we are intrigued by horrible tragic stories i think because of our innate like urge to know about bad things that happened know why they happen and how and maybe try and prevent that happening to us
3: it's it's the whole, um trying not to to get ourselves into danger thing yeah so, yeah. you
1: know... So when you're hearing a bad story, yeah. you're like, okay, I want to know more about how this happened and how I can prevent this happening but, to me.
3: Yeah, back, back when, stories, you
1: know... stories, it's
3: like... <clears throat> back when we were hunter- hunter-gatherers, you know, the hunters would come back exactly, and go, yeah. oh, don't go down that way because there's a
1: uh, yeah. pride of lions My mate down went there. down there and yeah, he, he just got...
3: He, he got fucked up by alligators.
1: Yeah, a bear just slapped him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: There's, there's some baboga... <laughs> Some monkeys fucking raped him, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, and now he lives with them. Yeah. He's their bitch. <laughs> That's so, it. and you go, okay, I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not yeah. going to go that way. I'm going
3: to go that yeah. way. Yeah. But you know, you, nobody's going to say, oh, don't go that way because, you know, there's some mermaids up there and I'll give you a great blowjob.
1: Yeah, because then you don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. The fear of disappointment.
3: And the person that's right. gone up there and gotten a great blowjob, they're not going to tell anybody else. Exactly. They're going to keep going they back. keep
1: it for themselves because that's why you assume that every good story is a trap. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think many people look at it that way it's like you know they go oh no we're way past the hunter-gatherer thing but I don't think so it's, I think, it's
3: still built into I us I think
1: technically in like in terms of resources and like you know our, our minds have gotten way more but it's only like it's like a it's like a, a house that's been extended the the, the foundation's still there it's it yeah it, it, we just built on top of it yeah we didn't just wipe everything off and then start over and then all of a sudden it's we're this in, intelligent being it's not, all all no, it's not a new house knowing and all wise
3: it's not a new house just <laughs> got some we've got some new carpet we've got some wallpaper pretty much and we've done some alfresco windows we put an attic
1: in you know? Yeah. we know took the insulation out made a room up top yeah you know it's it's a study now built You've a got, garage got books in it and shit. yeah yeah you know there's the, the my grandma lives in the basement now you know <laughs> under the stairs pretty much um we don't let her <laughs> out we feed her every now and then just fish heads yeah it's it's like you know <laughs> I've, I've got a bungalow and yeah, i'm helping a mate out He's in a band. How do we get from motorbikes to bungalow and oh. aren't
2: living under the stairs? <laughs> yes.
1: I don't know. And every oh. now and then the cops will come around because it looks like a dodgy house. But we for a fake. Reno- he can't take it, it and stuff. So uh. Alan's just completely deserted us. He's, he's, he's had enough. <laughs> he's stood up and he's grabbing a cigarette. Man, look, I want one too. Can you just sit down for like five minutes we'll wrap this up and go. I need to have a slash. Oh, come on. <laughs>
2: I can't. Pause Jesus. it. No, no. no. Look, you, you're, you need a slash as well because you're rocking backwards and forwards on the chair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. We'll pause it for a second and we'll be right back. What song would you like to put in the, oh, in the God. break?
2: Come on. Uh,
1: and, and don't even tell me. Like, just say, here is. Mm. Here is. Mm. Not as in, like, here is a so- song name.
2: A song. Okay. Yeah. Here is. She Sells Sanctuary by the band.
1: Enjoy, we'll be right back.
2: So we got to start off with a correction, right? Um, so it was she sells, she sells sanctuary by the cult. Se-
1: se- she she sells the dam. Seashells by the seashore, yeah. by the sanctuary, yeah. or what? The cult.
2: The what? cult. Yeah. Not the dam. The cult.
1: So I'm sorry uh, for the misleading title before, but the song was actually called. Uh, she, she sells. She sells sanctuary. Sanctuary. Um, by the cult. Not yeah. not what did you say by the damned? I said damned. Damned.
2: Okay. It's because you put me on the spot,
1: <sighs> man. Look, you got to be ready. <laughs> you think you're going to survive in this industry? You can't if you're not ready. No, I'm just on human. the spot. Come on, Alan knows this. <laughs> See, before I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just
3: a dickhead mechanic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when we're talking about um, you know doing what you want and how things work out and and stuff before, Alan was you know raising his hand saying, Yep, this happened to me, this is fucked up and whatever. End of the day, I actually think what you're doing is much better than so many people out there. You're in a much better situation no matter what happens. No matter really no matter what happens. So you can't expect it to all go fine and dandy all the time. Nothing ever
3: nothing ever works out in life the way you want it to, which is really unfortunate. Um
1: well, actually, it depends what your expectations are. It depends what you want.
3: Yeah, see, I, I wanted the perfect life. If, you, I, if your
1: expectation is not, like, the perfect life...
3: Well, I did. I wanted I wanted, I wanted. wanted my shop to make more than enough money for me to live a comfortable life with my family while still maintaining my love of working on vehicles. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not how it's worked out. So, um, because of the shit with the shop... Mm -hmm. Um, I'm well and truly behind the eight ball and I've had to work 18-hour days, as I've said previously. It's cost me my marriage. Mm. So, yeah, I'm... Good night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll just leave you with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm in one of those... I mean, I'm in that position where if I gave up the shop now, it'd it'd all be worth nothing, you know? I've lost my marriage for nothing. So... You've Life gives you tough points that you've got to get through. Mm. And if you can't get through them, then you need call on friends. I'm lucky enough that I've got some really good friends around me that help me through my shit times. I also am stubborn as fuck. Mm. I refuse to give in. I've not lost a fight that I've put myself in yet.
1: Well, it's good. That's good. I mm. mean, stubborn, stubbornness is um often you know seen as a negative thing but i think stubbornness has a an aspect to it that is pretty much the opposing um feature of passivity and yeah. just and just laying down and letting it all happen and, be, and letting life all, walk all over you so i think there is a good aspect to having a healthy level of stubbornness
3: well definitely you've got to you've got to be because stubborn. Your drive you've got to be stubborn to get through life yeah. you know um, everybody has points in their a life. A good level of it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a balance of stubbornness. Yeah. There's, you know, there is too much stubbornness. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to pick your battles, really. Yeah. You've got to pick your battles. but are flexible. Yeah. Everybody has points in their life where they can just give up. Yeah. And you've got to choose and you've got to know which, what to do at that point in time. You know, if something is entirely too hard and you literally cannot see a way around it then you maybe walk away and
1: if i think um as you've done phil um if you really don't know what you want to do and who you are and what is going to make you happy if if those questions are just seemingly unanswerable for for whoever out there is you know thinking about this stuff i think the first step is just to sink in to who you are right now sink into who you are really consider that right now at this very moment regardless of what happened in the past who you are as a person that's who you are that everything you do every everyone you know the way you think the activities you like doing the way you see yourself and others that is who you are sink into that and i think you can get a lot of answers just just by doing that yeah
2: but also I think um, what you've gone through, those challenges in life, actually make you a better person. So yeah. if you don't have a struggle in life, it's all handed to you on a plate or it all comes easy, mm. there will come a time where something... You're going to appreciate it too. Well, you know? yeah, but then there's going to come a time where something drastic happens in your life and you... It's just going to break your apart. You're going to fold. Yeah. So, um, you know, i I've had some challenges in my life where I could have just, um, like, getting migrating to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we we decided over 10 years ago, we're going to migrate to Australia. We want to.
1: How long have you been here for? Six and a half. Okay.
2: But we spent three years. Why did you want to do that? uh, Various reasons. Health, had some health issues. Work, living in England wasn't really doing it for us like, Mm. like it used to. Loads of issues, combination of things. Yeah. But we spent three years being knocked <gasps> back. Agents going, no, we, you can't get a, a visa. Mm-hmm. You've got the wrong skills, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And. Um,
1: I think you can just move if you're British.
2: No, no. Really? No, you, you still gotta get a visa.
1: Oh, ah, okay. You know, so. So much for Commonwealth. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And so there was there were times we think, oh, is it, is it really going to happen? Is yeah. it worth it? You know, and that's when the little voices in your head are saying, give up, give up. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. You know, and once I found an agent who would help us, then the process of getting the visa, mm. you know, it took about a year. You know, a lot of people filling out forms, writing this, applying for this, paying for that, you know, it cost us a lot of money. It takes yeah. a while, yeah. You know, a lot of people would have just given up. Yep. They just didn't have the persistence, but you know, it was always there. Was always at the end of the day, it was like, yeah, we're doing it for a better life, doing it for the kids, doing yeah. it for the family, you know. And I think there's probably some of that thought process there with that's keeping you going as well. Yeah, most definitely. You know, yeah. so you've got something that's driving you to keep going.
1: There is a dimension to that thought of just keep keep at it and all that stuff. There is a dimension of, um, I mean, if it helps you. And it does help me to just sometimes stop and go. Look, at the end of the day, nothing really matters. If you if you want to be cynical and sort of negative about that, but in a positive way, mm. nothing really matters. And that that's sort of highlighting the the thought process of saying, don't be, don't expect so much because don't don't think that so much is riding on whatever you want. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you do it or not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but you can it's get it. It's okay. Everything will work out. Yeah. Just give it a go. So well, it's, this, this just is Just where do it. I, yeah. It's just a JFDI, just icon, yeah. right?
2: You know, like a lot of people say to me, well, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, you, you haven't really sort of, you know, got a huge budget. You haven't got yeah. the killer website. You haven't. It like, doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, yeah. but if I keep analyzing it yeah. and putting it off, I can't do it because, I can't do it because I'll yeah. never do it. So it's just like, it's the JFDI. Just fucking. It's do it's it.
1: worse yeah. not to do something just because you think you can't do it than doing it. You work failing. your way through
2: it, and you you get over the issues, and you'll come out the other side. And yeah. That's where I'm at with what I'm doing.
3: Couple couple of points here. Mm. Or the the whole does it really matter thing? Mm. Until you have kids, hundred percent. That's how you'll feel. Yeah. When you have kids, you will flip the coin, mate. For
1: sure, no, no I I completely imagine it as well. Yeah. You yeah. stop.
3: You stop. Yeah. Looking at it. Uh, as it being about you Mm. and for you who gives a shit it's not
1: not just that I think even with kids like I mean of course it starts being becoming about them Uh, but even with kids you can still look at it like that you can still say look at the end of the day it's gonna work out for them it's gonna work out i'm gonna try my best to do for them and make them proud of who the person i was instead of just giving in and then doing whatever yeah but the the whole you're sort of setting an example of who you who you want um your kids to remember you as
3: yes but if you if you're in the position of does it really matter yeah i should i bother doing it Mm. you know they're gonna look at that and they're gonna be the same.
1: Uh, yes, exactly. There's there's two sides of this. There's there's a whole does it really matter? Uh, fuck it, I'm not gonna bother. And there's this does it really matter? It doesn't matter if I fail. That's that's where it's at. Yeah. Mm. Does it matter
3: if you fail? No. You fall down, there's two pick sides. Pick yourself up, to it, yeah, you've learned a lesson. Yeah. That didn't work. Let me try something different. Yeah. And that's it. Um now, sorry, Phil, you were just talking about i've
2: got a memory like a goldfish
1: talking about moving here moving here yeah is that we mm,
2: or the challenge the, the,
1: the jfd i just don't man JFD this is stock standard for uh, this podcast okay like we just like we never yeah. finish any stories so
3: yeah. phil phil was just talking about you know setting yourself boundaries yep so i can't do it because yep. of this and then you overcome that and it's oh, i can't do it because of that well,
1: how many things have you planned that you go i'm gonna do this then this then this then this and it doesn't work out how many of those have you had lots me too i'm Every like freaking i'm young time. and it still happened to me many many times <laughs> now what if the things you're saying i can't do it because of this that's still sort of planning it's negative planning it's yeah. sort of saying i can't do it because this will happen
2: well, then you bet but it's procrastination. making I, reasons exactly not exactly. to do it. Exactly, and
1: it's saying it's like if you can't really plan for the future about what things are going to happen, then who's to say that you can plan things for, for the future about things that are not going to happen? You don't know. Just mm. may as well just do it and see what happens because at any moment things could change drastically and allow you to do what you've originally set out doing even yeah. better and just open up for you.
2: You know, I mean, the thought process I've had with this business is – what what I am what I'll be doing with Moto Valenti in yeah. 5 years time could be something completely different to what I'm talking about now yeah. yeah I may not be selling cafe racer components I may just I don't know I may be just doing I may just builds morph into whatever doing yeah. cafe racer builds being a cafe racer you know garage mm. like benzina or whatever who knows how it's going to turn out yeah. but the trouble is unless, until you st- actually just get on and do it you're not going to get anywhere
1: and you really don't know what's going to happen as long as you're doing something it'll go somewhere for example as a kid living in Iraq I was born there I only came here in 2006 a 10 year old you know As a kid, I wanted to do something with music. I loved music, but in Iraq, there is no way I could have done anything to do with um, learning an instrument professionally, being a musician, doing even like nowhere near doing audio. Like it's so far from the opportunities you get there. But I still kept that in mind, not knowing that I'm going to be here. And then one day things changed all of a sudden, hey, we're moving here. Mm. And then now... I'm like, holy shit, if I gave that up, then it would never have happened. Yeah. But it, as long as I kept it in mind, didn't say I can't do it, just said, you know, I'm going to keep at it. Whatever happens, happens. And all of a sudden, things change and you have all these opportunities. If you had given it up, then you would have lost that head start and you may not be able to jump on that train that's going past.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's an element of risk as well. I mean, definitely know, yeah. coming over to Australia, I mean, it was scary as fuck. Yeah. We've sold our house. We sold a lot of our belongings i'm i'm picking up my family my kids taking them from their safe environment transporting them around halfway around the world and it's like this is pretty and i didn't have a job either yeah so this is a little bit scary yeah but having said that going back to the point of you get challenges in life and you overcome those challenges it makes you stronger Mm. if i hadn't have had a couple of other challenges before that which were quite important I may have just given up on the idea of Australia and not bothered yeah. or backed out at the last minute. Yeah. So they fed. What happened previously has fed and moulded you as a person mm. and made you more stubborn or, or more diligent or… Tenacious. Tenacious. That's the word I was yeah, looking Yeah. On the,
1: on the yeah. moving to Australia thing, if you have, if you would have given up, on moving and sort of attached yourself financially or work wise or whatever to where you were in England. Yeah. Um and then one day they said, Hey, you've been accepted, but you can't leave. Yeah. Look, because you didn't persist on what you wanted to do and what you believed in, you have the opportunity now, but it's gone. You can't take it because yeah. you've sort of given up and saying it's not going to happen and then attached yourself to something else and now you can't even take the opportunity and if you just persisted with it it would have come yeah either way
2: with it w- either way you would you'd be miserable well the interesting thing is the day we got the letter saying your vi- your visa application has been accepted mm. you've now got to v- visit australia within the next 12 months get your passport stamped that was the oh shit moment because <laughs> it was like, "Oh shit, we've been accepted." Yeah, you know what do I do now? Where now? Somebody's calling my bluff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we well, wouldn't. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, I didn't think you was ever going to let me in. So yeah. really, I don't really want to come. You know, that was there was a oh shit moment there, big yeah. time. And if you have, if
1: you had attached yourself to where you <clears throat> were and not being able to take that opportunity um yeah it would have been devastating Uh, to like just go shit like uh, five years in after after you've been accepted the accept you know the the visa's already expired you don't even you can't even do it you gotta reapply and whatever and you're doing something else and you're still sort of unhappy um you would have wasted that opportunity away if you didn't just persist and go after it
2: well what me and deb didn't want to do is not not persist and then 20 years down the line, when we're still in the UK, regret it, or on our deathbed, yeah, lying there thinking, you know what? I wish we'd have gone for it. Yeah, and that's
1: with everything. That's with everything. You know? Yeah, it is with everything. Yeah, so the same
2: yeah. with my business. For you, the way you feel about your business. Oh yeah, very you, definitely. Your
1: yeah, career, yeah. your your hobbies, your family, yeah. your friends, your relationships, everything.
3: Yeah. Well, look, it's I've 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 done a lot of growing over the last three years personally. Um, you have
1: you have been taller, yeah
3: <laughs> A bit taller, I'm a bit hairier <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've I've figured out that, you know If you really want something You'll make it happen And if there are things in your way Then you, you'd say to yourself I will find a way
4: mm.
3: You know, I will make it happen Doesn't matter if it's, you know Your dream is to unicycle around Australia
1: Do it Yeah, yeah. Find a way, make it happen First get a reliable unicycle
3: just yeah. Get get some good fucking tires.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. You now you can take tires with you, just get a yeah. reliable chain, you know. And find somebody
3: reliable to drive your support vehicle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is that cheating though? No. No. Cuz you're on the
3: unicycle and they're just cruising along behind you. There's behind you. Yeah. The
1: little yeah. spinning red, yeah. I mean, yellow yeah. hazard. I think yeah. you're
2: absolutely right. You know, and also I think um the thing to avoid are the, are the doubters. The people who say when we said oh we're going to go and we're going to go and migrate to australia or emigrate to australia mm. or i'm going to start up a business doing cafe races yeah parts and stuff you know i'm going to start up a business a garage yeah arb motors and it's like you always get those those people
1: those uh, are the same people who did not go after something and that's happy. exactly and they right. have, they you have inner that? regrets you know that's
2: really difficult yeah. You think you can do it? I don't think you can do it.
1: They have inner you know, regret within them, the that They're not willing doubt. to admit. Yeah. They're not willing to admit that they have thought about something once upon a time that they gave up on and they're always wondering what if, but they're not willing to admit that that's the case. So they just go, oh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're not yeah. good at that.
2: You, you know, you work in IT. They're a no what nonsense do you know about person. Cafe races. Well, and then
1: when you say, well, why why you sort of, you know, why are you trying to, you know, down think everything i i i'm thinking about my aspirations whatever they pull out the whole i'm just being realistic thing. yeah no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's no. that's like the biggest like because what is reality you, there is no such thing as reality reality is it's lic- what we make for ourselves it, it, it's not just what you make it's like it's so it's it, reality is contradictory you know, everything that makes sense doesn't make sense in something else. And then, you know, like, how everything works out is just how we made it up. Most of the stuff, most of the systems that are in place that work, we made them up. Mm. There's no real system that's just there. And this is how things are. And this is how things work. And this is how things should be. It's like, we just made them up. And if you keep deluding yourself that this is reality, then you're limiting yourself. Yeah. Fastly. And also, those
2: people are probably pissed off yeah they pissed at themselves off. because they didn't follow their dreams yeah. and so it makes them feel better to drag you down and keep you and i think as soon circle. as they
1: as soon as they come yes. to terms with that and they and they, they're honest with themselves that this is exactly what happened to them they like I, I almost guarantee they'll stop bringing people down as soon as they realize that they're like shit
2: like, yeah well i think you know the advice is stay away from those people Stay away from those people, just, but at the same time, they'll just sabotage your plans. At the same
1: time, I think try and help them. Really find out why they're trying to drag you down. Maybe you'll get something out of them, and then the next thing you know, that you're, you're helping them change, and they're and they're following you in your in your motives and and, dr- and drive to do what they want as well. So you can actually they're trying to bring you down, and you can you know, like somehow bring them up mm. by. Just give him a chance to like find out why they're trying to like sabotage whatever you're doing. Because at the end of the day, it does, they don't have a stake in it. Most of these people they don't they don't they don't care whether it works out or not for you.
2: Well, no, you're right. They've got nothing to lose.
1: Yeah. So if you maybe try and go into the why they're 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 being so like yeah aggressive in their reality check for you and trying to wake you up to reality and whatever, mm. then you can r- sort of. Reverse argument I don't know. I would, I would,
2: My advice would be just ignore to them. That. Get off. With, get on with be doing what me. you're doing and achieve what you're doing. Yeah. And then that may inspire them. Yeah. To change the way they yeah, think.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or
3: you can you can take their
1: don't fuel their anger. Don't tell no, them to yeah. fuck off.
3: <laughs> take their negativity and yeah. use it to drive you forward. That's also a good. So thing, yeah. somebody yeah. tells you you can't do something Yeah. Prove them wrong.
1: But but you can take that too far. I don't like when people are only driven by people telling them they can't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's people that aren't... Like, if no one told them they can't do it, they wouldn't do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's some like guys
2: it. who've got that attitude with the police, yeah. right?
1: Yeah.
3: Well, as, as an example,
2: or um, You can't speed ice again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like they don't want to speed, but just because someone's telling wrong. them they can't, you know, it's the same theory. Where it's like, you know, you can't fly a plane. Well, I never really wanted to, but now that you say I can't, I'm gonna go back, be a pilot. Yeah, it's like uh, that's a bit, you know. As as an example, impress yourself first. When I was, when trying. I was doing
3: my mechanical apprenticeship, the mm. guy I worked for, I had to leave the I had to leave his shop because my ex wife was pregnant. Right? Mm. Um, he, in a fit of rage told me that I'd never be a mechanic uh, and I'd never be a good one
1: Is that why you're a mechanic?
3: No <laughs> I'm a mechanic because I've wanted to be a mechanic no, since no, I'm just kidding Yeah No, it's it was one of the, the driving factors that made me choose to go back to it mm-hmm. and get it but yeah. I've always wanted to be a mechanic I've yeah. always loved working on engines
1: Yeah, regardless of what's happened to you and what happens in the future you'll never be like you'll never lose yeah. In, in, in this weird game You will never lose As long as you're doing What you want to do
3: Do what you love And yeah. you never work a day in your life
1: Yeah Yeah Exactly Yeah So Uh I didn't, I didn't know this was going to go in this direction. <laughs> we got really deep. And, yeah, we got really, you know, really deep. We're supposed to be talking about <laughs> motorbikes.
2: and. Well, it is. It know. is talking about
1: motorbikes. That's, for, for a lot of people, getting into motorbikes is exactly that. It's like, I'm going to go after what I want to do. Pe- people are like, oh, it's dangerous. It's hard. It's expensive. It's, uh, It's. Uh, and they go, no, no let me just no. do
2: it. No, it can't be exactly dangerous. What it is. I mean, you know, you can't argue with the fact of that it's you are more vulnerable. Sleeping is dangerous. Yeah, but... Compared to, is
1: dangerous. Walking on the street is dangerous. Have you ever thought
2: about... when those numpsies when you're parked, driving in a car. Yeah,
1: but have you, have you ever <laughs> texting, thought about this? When riding you're, the bike when you're is standing dangerous. On, a, on a footpath outside somewhere and you're just standing there texting or whatever you're doing. And have you ever thought about if you were di- displaced by only 10 metres, which is the road, and a bus is coming. And the, and as the bus comes there, imagine yourself if you were just displaced by 10 metres. 10 metres is nothing in terms of like scale. But displacing yourself by 10 meters there's immediate danger dangers everywhere Mm. if you keep worrying about danger it's like stay at home get under the covers and sleep and just wait until you die
3: you don't need to be displaced you could be standing there on the sidewalk waiting for your bus texting and have a uh, driver go out of control and clean you and three other people up
1: most likely a mustang (laughs) (laughs) most
3: likely i've seen the youtube videos yeah there's too many they're just they're crowd pleasers
1: (laughs) that's what they are they're the ultimate crowd-pleasers. Oh, yeah. They go right to them. Yeah. So, it's right through them. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they wanted to create a track, they'll put, like, crowds mm. right where they want them to turn. Yeah, so put the car will just turn.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, but Mustangs don't go around corners, do they? They Except don't. For the they'll go
1: around, tracks. like... You know, if you put yeah. a crowd the, strategically... They'll go around another car to get to the crowd. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... But, but that's, that's, that's exactly right. It's like, you know, like, there's danger everywhere. And mm. then, you know... If you keep worrying about it and whatever, you're gonna die anyway. You're gonna die. That's that's it's, that's gonna happen. 100%. Everybody dies. It's a proven fact. It, it is. Mm. It, it's it, it's inevitable. Everyone and anyone at any point will encounter the most tragic thing that can ever happen, and everyone ignores that. But if you just come to terms with it, you realize it's not such a bad thing. It means that hey, you can you can do a lot of shit before then, mm. you know, and yeah. I can just I guess we leave it at that If you got anything else to say
2: Well i was just got to say I think the older you get The more you realise That you're on borrowed time
1: Yeah Yeah
2: So then that gives you an incentive Yeah exactly To, to do those things That you th- Maybe you spent the last 10 years Thinking yeah. Wouldn't it be nice If I did this Or did that And as you get older And you see things that happen As you get older You yeah. know Getting a bit morbid now But I'm in that age group now Where You know Um parents and that start you know start dying and, and friends mm-hmm. so you you get a reality check and it's like shit wouldn't it yeah be, life wouldn't it is, great. is not limitless and yeah. endless. you've got to get on and do if, those things if
1: all these things that you know now wouldn't it be great if you can just go back or not just go back just go to a 15 year old 20 year old whatever that doesn't know these things and just tell them that or yourself yeah, when, you're when you're there. 15 you're
2: not going to listen when you're twenty you're not gonna
1: always but see I, don't, it. I don't think I don't think that's true. So I who's think you gotta you gotta deliver this. You gotta got got to deliver, to like got deliver it in the right package and I think it can be absorbed by whatever in, what, age. In a video game. No,
2: no, no as in Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. On Facebook.
3: They tried that, mate. Yeah. It's called The Sims. It's called GDA. <laughs> yeah. Just running over hookers. Just, that's what life's about. <laughs> have sex with her and then better with a baseball bat and get your money back
1: (laughs) oh but I I think I think you know the reason I'm doing this and the reason I want to have these kind of conversations is because I would like to um, give people at least a minute worth of inner reflection of going hey you know there's a new idea to consider. How about
3: we change the name of your podcast from Kickstand to The Story Collector?
1: The Story Collector. Mm. I, yeah. I, I've actually thought about like how I want to do this podcast and like the fact that we talk about bikes, but we talk about so many other different things. I'm well, like, it, should it stay the same thing? am like,
3: bikes are the common denominator, mate. That's what brings us together. Yeah. But yeah. everybody's different.
1: That's true. That's true. And I think I think. It can work like this. It can work. I, I, I can keep it going as a bike thing, and then just welcome tangents left, right, yeah. and center, no problem. <laughs> and it'll always go back to bikes because at the end of the day, bikes are a metaphor. Yeah, that's to me at least. They're a metaphor for everything. So, yeah. Anyways,
2: I think um, b- bikes and bikers is a, a metaphor for pretty much everything that's good in the world and bad
1: too. The the the.
2: No, nothing's 100% perfect. The white
1: and black, its it, it can't exist. We can't, we, you can't
3: have good without the bad. You, you can't. You can't have the
2: yin without the yang.
1: Exactly. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be too yeah. corny, but for coming <laughs> from someone older, yeah. it, it sounds better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: I mean, you can't say the thing about computer programmers, can you? It <clears throat> what do you mean? Quite, you, know.
1: you can't say the thing, same thing about what?
2: Computer programmers.
1: Mm, programmers. Some are doesn't... good,
3: some are bad. Um, well, it depends
1: on if I we're guess talking you can. about computer programming
2: or just in life in general. I
1: guess you can. You can You can sort of hire someone to make you a website and while they're making you a Probably website... Off a of
2: p- programmers, but
1: they, <laughs> While they're making you a website, they've got hairs that they've s- stolen from you that they're wrapping around a voodoo doll, stabbing it with yeah. a nail, and then all of a sudden you get ball cancer for some <laughs> reason and it all falls apart because you just wanted a website. I mean, it, there is good and bad with, with programmers too We talking tennis balls Cricket balls Or football balls um, Well depends How bad the cancer is <laughs> uh, that, That's a factor So I guess everything Has a good and bad Even Butterfly collectors you, you never know There's probably someone Out in the bush Right now Somewhere On this planet Collecting butterflies And then Pinning them down To a rock And torturing them Most likely
3: Collecting endangered Butterflies maybe.
1: Endangered uh, Yeah
2: You can't wheelie a butterfly
1: you can't wheelie a <laughs> butterfly well, and, you can't can't the race, yeah. and you can't race a house, you know? Yeah. So don't focus on getting a house and just like spending your life away on a mortgage. You know what else? You can't crash a house either. You can't crash a house, yes. But you, you can, can crash, crash into a, into a house. A house <laughs> and you can crash <laughs> in a house too. You know, when you just go over to someone's house and you crash. Or you can crash a you, house party, but... You can do that. You can crash many things that are at houses and that that pretty much sums up this conversation (laughs) that (laughs) anything and anything is possible therefore we should just talk about it yeah (laughs) or not i don't know yeah whatever comes up comes up yeah okay all right so (laughs) (laughs) let me go through events and then we'll recap um so on the uh, i'm on the melbourne street Riders um event page um not not event page page and I'm on the event section of it just going through events what is the date today today is the 3rd of May um on the 6th of May this will probably not be out by then but okay let's not go 6th of May 14th of May girls Track Day um in Bradford cool get onto that and Lincoln Ride with GMC on the 2nd of September what the September okay there's nothing else I'm sorry the 14th of May that's it okay <laughs> We go through events after It's everything. winter, right? We go through not events. not a lot going on. Uh, look, I, I know this is a boring bit, but you pu- pu- people are probably asleep by now, but we go through events after everything. It's your dulcet tones, or so you've put them yeah. to sleep. This it's <laughs> it's the it's highlight of the show. I Everyone just, stayed just, up I just, just, I just for this like bit. I just like to talk like this really close into yeah. the mic and tell you where to, you can go for a ride with people.
3: They're either jacking um, off or yeah. they're asleep. I wish
1: you guys actually... <laughs> uh, I, sh- I should have set up the headphones. <laughs> Usually we have headphones so you can listen to me like creepily talking to ear. But um, uh, yeah, we usually just go through events because after listening to a quote unquote bike podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll some people are like, "Oh, cool! Oh, I, f- I feel yeah. like riding now," you know, whatever for some reason, and then they and they want to know what their next event is. So that, that that's right.
3: right. So after, that. after this, I got a feeling a lot of counsellors are going to be getting called. A
1: lot of counsellors, yes, <laughs> a lot of ca- and a lot of bike sales too. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, many, many. Yeah, that the C, C, uh, CF six fifty NK is going to go all balls out it's gone
1: on a decline mm. ever since i mentioned it on here
2: <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what honda kawasaki suzuki moto, they, yamaha are not pleased it, with us tonight
1: <laughs> to prove it Haesung, Moto motor has closed down that's 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 how much i've brought cf moto down just by talking about it motor technique moto Technic has closed down
3: it might have been that shop that i was thinking about before
1: oh yeah maybe yeah yeah in knox yeah they yeah. i'm pretty sure they sold out to a, a bigger company I don't know. Well, I spoke to Brad, who's the owner. Um, I said, what's going Brad, on? Brad the bike boy. No, not Brad the bike boy. No. Did you listen to that, by the way? No. <laughs> okay. Listen to episode nine. Uh, okay. Uh, you need to well, listen to I have to, to download them all. Send Dude, me the links. There's no links. It's SoundCloud. Sound, www.soundcloud.com slash kickstand podcast or on iTunes. It's on there. Kickstand Podcast. Right. Or any podcasting app. iTunes uh, I like it to use... What's it called? podcast
3: republic i tried soundcloud and it wouldn't let me actually download
1: uh, what do you mean oh the app doesn't let you download yeah, yeah the app doesn't but go on um podcast I'll get it republic. On iTunes. download podcast republic yep it's great and you can listen to them sh- straight off there you can download them straight off there and they stay compartmentalized so yeah ha- it, do- it doesn't put it in your music you know it's it, it stays in there and it's really good um yeah so, listen to episode nine because we take the piss out of Greg. <laughs> and when he says, Bike the. Uh, what, what, Brad, Brad the Bike Boy. Yeah. Oh, man. We just laid into him. It was brutal. <laughs> it was too much. I was like, Why why are we doing this to Greg? But it was fun. He deserves it sometimes. Uh, <sighs> he loves it. He loves it. He loves it. You know, he, he loves Brad the Bike Boy. But yeah, Brad, he, he said, Envy um, M- Augusta is uh, moving out. They, they're not affiliated with motor Technic anymore okay. that was their biggest sort yeah. of um partner well not partner like that was the biggest thing that they sold and um he's like yeah we're closing down it's just it's it's too hard it's, yeah it's getting too intense which is scary be, because more and more dealerships are closing down you've got um well, what's MV,
2: his being sold off or something
1: um what's that what's that suzuki guy that just closed off uh, recently he's been he's been open for like 30 years no he
3: wasn't yeah at the end he wasn't suzuki he was high son
1: no 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 another guy another guy in hawthorne somewhere oh, okay and he closed after 30 years what was his name um hawthorne or box hill hawthorne hawthorne uh or maybe q somewhere <laughs> around that area <laughs> just
2: wait. You're wait. making it up now as you go along. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm, I'm stalling it. I'm Store looking it. this up. Just Hawthorne, throw out some names and I'll um, get it in a minute.
1: Suzuki.
2: Suzuki Dealer? What was it called?
3: I didn't know there was one in Hawthorne.
2: See, your, um, your audience. Yeah. All three of them are shouting at the uh, <laughs> <laughs> laptop Mick now. Mick Hone. I got it. Mick Hone. And right.
3: no, he didn't shut down and he's just down the road in Box Hill here. Really? Yes. Oh. He's on. This road? Oh, that makes me up happy. <clears throat> that, that's good.
1: Um, no, there was there was some... Because I'm scared. I'm really scared. Because was, when, I, when I first moved into Dan Nong, Peter Stevens was not a thing. Yeah. They they uh, There was a gym there. The gym closed. Peter Stevens opened up a tiny little shop.
3: Tiny. And now it's huge. Huge, yeah. Huge. No, Mick, Mick Hone... Um Had some problems, unfortunately, financially. Yeah. And they were very, very close to closing down. Yeah. But the workers have all chipped in. Didn't they liquidate? They were very close to it. I thought they went into liquidation. No. I thought that was official. No, it was like they had like a week left before they went into liquidation. Wow. And the guys at work, they're all chipped in and refunded the business. Well, there you go. What a great story. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um... It's it. Mick Hone, shout out to Mick Hone. Mick you, Hone are one yeah. of the very one of the last remaining Suzuki independent dealers in Victoria. Wow. Uh, there's them, and then there's Raceway Suzuki. Yeah. Otherwise, it's Peter Stevens every, all the way.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I, I was uh, like when I was talking to Brad, I was like, dude, I can't imagine uh, a world where Melbourne City only has Peter Stevens. That is horrible to think about. What well, is? Uh, I, it
3: is I mean, But then you look at Everybody Everybody's happy to buy bikes From Peter Stevens but Yeah But then nobody wants to have Their shit repaired there
1: Exactly But most people don't know this And they're getting ripped off Every day Yeah Because they don't know any they, they they think that this is The best And if they fuck it up It means everyone's gonna fuck it up Yeah It means the job that they did Was so hard <coughs> that They have to fuck it up
3: No See that's the thing I've done probably half a dozen Half a dozen or eight Rectifications Mm-hmm on bikes done by peter stevens of course you were. so like and i'm not i'm not big in bikes by any means mm. i mean I, I do a few bikes but i'm not like huge compared mm. to some of the other guys and i can't imagine how many stories they've got to tell
1: yeah so it's just crazy i've just got i've, I've, I've got stories just from people that have gone to peter stevens and gone oh this happened i'm like what what, what, how, how do you fuck that up? Like, uh, someone will go on a f- thousand K service mm. and they'll, they'll leave something loose or like they'll, yeah. they'll t- over tighten something where you ride out of it and it's something snaps. And yeah. it's like, what the hell? And yeah. Yeah.
3: Guaranteed. I, I, one of my, one of my favorite stories is, um, I was contacted by a guy f- through MSR.
1: This is actually a regular segment where we shit on Peter Stevens. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Can. We do All this
3: right. like at least once per episode. All right, great. So I, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel bad now. No, no, no. Um, I was contacted by this guy. He's since become a customer of mine. Bought it, bought his bike from Peter Stevens in another state. Yeah. Um, Are they
1: interstate? Yes.
2: Yeah, they got Australia wide. They got dealers Holy in Adelaide. Shit. Is it true yeah. that they
1: do retail shit as well? Retail. Yeah. Is it what, true that they're in retail? What do you mean, mean? retail? As in, like Peter Stevens don't just do bikes. Is it true that their company involves other things, including retail? Because I heard that somewhere.
2: What do you mean, like food retail, clothing retail? No,
1: um, not, sorry, not retail. Fuck! Why am I saying retail? Real estate. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. That's possible. Yeah, but anyway,
3: this this guy he brought his bike to Victoria to Melbourne, like he moved to here, mm-hmm. um, and he'd had it less than three months, and he was riding along one of the highways, mm-hmm. and it crapped out, snapped a cam. Oof! All right, so had. Had it towed to Peter Stevens.
1: Snapped
3: the cam? Yeah. Don't know how it snapped a cam, but it snapped a cam. Had it towed to Peter Stevens. Yeah. They repaired. They couldn't repair the cam. Um, couldn't swap the cam out because they couldn't get the um, the flywheel off. They didn't have apparently Peter Stevens Melbourne mm-hmm. didn't have a flywheel puller. The city shop. Yes. Right. Oh my god. Did not have a flywheel puller for his bike. It was a Honda. How
1: hard is that to find?
3: I've
2: got four of them. <laughs> okay. All yep. right.
3: I've got one that does like seven different models.
2: Yep. So... Well, if you haven't got one, you go out and buy one, right? It's not hard. you got a custom- You they- got a customer who's depending on you. How common <laughs> yeah. is it
3: to
1: use one of those tools?
3: Pretty common. Yeah. If you're working on bikes, you need to have one. Yep. All right. Especially if you're doing top-end work. Mm-hmm. And Petty Stevens doing top-end work every day. Should have had quite a few. Yep. So... They dicked him around for about two weeks Mm -hmm. and he was calling me every couple of days and I said to him, look, just call him and tell him that I'm coming in to pick the fricking bike up. Mm. He calls him at like half past eight in the morning Mm -hmm. and I'm prepared to go in about, getting ready to go in about 11 o'clock. He calls me and he goes, oh, apparently they found one under one of the benches, a flywheel puller, apparently under one of the benches. Okay. So they mysteriously found one. Okay. I'm like, all right, no worries. Well, I won't go well, in. we're just
1: making excuses
3: for just procrastinating it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so the, I was prepared to go in, didn't go in. Then he calls me back like three days later. Oh, apparently the bike's still not ready. Mm. Can you come in with me and we'll have a have a look at it and see what's going on? So I walked in there and I had a chat to the service manager. Mm-hmm. And no, he had absolutely no idea what was going on with the bike. My guess is that they had a, they had apprentices working on it, and it was just Pretty much. too hard. Yeah, so ends up they swapped out. They put in a later model engine, mm. but they had to swap the flywheel over. Apparently, because the newer flywheel didn't work with the stator and shit.
1: So, so change uh. the whole engine.
3: Yeah. Instead of. But it didn't come with a stator, and a flywheel.
1: Okay, so or, they had to take the flywheel off from that anyway. And then... Yeah, but they didn't have the tool for it.
3: Oh, God. And a bike that... A shop that does 20 or 30 bikes a day... Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd expect
1: them to have You'd a, think
3: they'd have them. Yeah. I mean, I've got freaking tools. I've had tools for
1: three years I've not used on a bike yet. I am willing to bet that it was just them making up excuses of why they haven't done it yet. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. it's most likely the, 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 the case because... Yeah. And Stevens aren't just bad for servicing and maintenance and whatever. They're also horrible for parts um they can get whatever you want in that's that's a fact that's, i'm not gonna go disagree with that but they take forever yeah as in i went in to order bushings and bolts seriously bushings and bolts for an f4i took two months okay. by the time they called me back i forgot i even ordered that shit. <laughs> I was like, "What?
2: Two months? Well, wow.
1: two months, two months." And hey, maybe this is a, a once-off where it's two months. Doesn't matter. They did it, two months. Like even if it's usually two days, well, for me it was two months. Yeah. yeah? Either way, it's not like you know it doesn't make doesn't make it okay if it's just a once-off. I was a customer. There's constant stories around. like that. Exactly. I got to say, I'm not I'm not
3: particularly pleased with the the service I got from getting my new bike from them. Yeah, um, I think
1: because it's it's corporatized. Yeah. it's it's gotten to the point where it's um, not for the for the love of it. It's for the for money.
3: Hundred percent the money. Yeah, they did absolutely zero. Which pre- is
1: understandable. Yeah. That's what corporations do. That's what that's what a company is. Yeah, it's make profit. Yep. Yeah. you know, it's all about the money. Yeah, yeah. You you can't bl- and uh, and what happens also is the the, the dissolution of um, responsibility. Who's responsible for making this atrocity of a company? no one because every single person in it goes it's not me I'm just working here yeah you know and then even the CEO is like look I wasn't the first guy to start this I'm, I'm in charge but I'm only in charge because this is a system that I have to maintain uh, it's not it just grew that's what a company is it's not just one evil person going ah, fuck bikes I don't really like them I just want to make money there's no such thing it's just like it <laughs> kind of gets there it kind of tumbles into it yeah which is unfortunate
3: yeah the systems and checks weren't in place to stop it from
1: becoming that, yeah. <clears throat> and hey, no one's going to implement any systems to minimise profit. No, once you're a company.
3: But you can maximise profit by training your staff to treat the customers better. Yeah. And treating you, treating your staff better so that they actually want to be. Well,
1: that's that's a, a long term perspective. People don't like long term perspective. They no, want, they want the money. They out. want quarterly. They want yearly, and that is considered short term in yeah. terms of business. And how do you do that? Don't train people. <laughs> it takes too long. Yeah, throw them in the mm. deep end. Here, go sell that bike to that guy over there. He knows what he wants. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, sell him all the options as well. Seat cow for 500 bucks.
2: Yeah. Make sure he takes out finance.
1: Yeah, for, yeah. and the extended warranty. And make gets sure. ins- get, and Which doesn't insurance really cover anything.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and buys insurance through Peter
1: Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so there's the shitting on Peter Stevens segment. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoy that, people. I've got to say, I I've
2: got no experience with Peter we
1: um, Well, go out and get some. Well, i think been for a couple
2: time. of test rides. They're were right.
1: Yeah, all right. I guess they're okay for test rides. Well, they're,
2: they're I've been a Harley Heaven a few times. The like salesman's
1: okay. Yeah. i, I, I got to say that. i got I, I to at least say something positive. The salesman's there. It's their job. And they, I can tell they have a passion for bikes. They want to sell bikes, fair enough. But... At least they're nice. They're okay. They're, you know, they're okay to speak to. They're not like your typical, like you're not speaking to the Peter Stevens as a whole. When you're speaking to that person, you're speaking to a person, and he likes bikes, and he's working in bike mm. salesmanship and whatever. So they're happy to help you out, give you information. Usually they don't know shit, which is a problem. Even someone like me, I'm just like, what about this? And they're like, uh, like come on, man. I'm, this is not even a technical question. <laughs> so uh, does like, it
3: have air in the toes
1: uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm like you know that the, the, how many modes does this thing have oh let me look at the brochure I'm like I can do that myself dude come yeah. on like, I, I'm asking you so yeah uh, and, and uh, they I just wish they would care more that's what it comes down to yeah yeah
3: like if and especially with learners if they threw in a fucking jacket or a pair of boots or something mm. something to make the learner safer yeah you know
1: it's not gonna take it's not gonna man. How, too much how out of the bottom line. They throw in a
2: high-vis vest, okay? Oh yeah, because the high vis vest protects you from everything.
3: Yeah.
1: Anything and everything. It's but bulletproof. That's
3: proven. That that's an allegedly. eighty dollar high-vis vest through Peter
1: Stevens. Yeah. You can get it at three dollars anywhere else, yeah. but it's eighty bucks through Peter well, Stevens. It it's Peter Stevens in the back. That's
2: cool. holy cow. It's
1: ironed on. The iron costs eighty bucks. <laughs> so yeah. It's a steam one, so it's a bit yeah. more. So <laughs>
2: anyways, but now you're moving into different territory about the the insanity of bike some of the bike laws.
1: Some of the bike laws set up yeah, the yeah policies we've gone and into, set we've up gone into that at some point, I think it was a, I think number number six.: All right, I think. I don't even know yeah. We'll probably go more into it Because things are coming out All the time that I Please ridiculous. call
3: in now And tell us which episode it was
1: Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> And how many people How much has the toll dropped Since they introduced high vests
3: It hasn't It's gone up
2: It was a Bit of a Satirical question
1: <laughs> <laughs> You, you- that's a good question because I have not looked into that. It's an interesting question.
3: Road toll is no different than what it was last year. I think yeah. we're actually up on last year. We are so up, motorcyclists. No, we are The point up, I'm yeah. trying to
2: get to is there's studies being done in Europe about high vis vests, and they make no difference at all to road yeah. safety for a motorcyclist.
3: Yeah, but it it makes the great wide unwashed. Um, you can tell the person that like made up something
1: yeah, about. It. It you can tell better. the person that like m- made up that law, or like agreed on it, or that came up with it. Well, or some
2: idiot politician.
1: Yeah, and been on a bike. It's someone yeah. it's someone that's like so <laughs> removed from the actual bike world that they see it from outside and going, "Yeah, high vis, fluoro. I can see high vis better than black. Therefore, it would be safer. Therefore, they should all wear it." Sounds pretty good to me.
3: Yeah. Until in it, reality, until it doesn't until it comes really to work a out. Panic like situation that. and you go yellow vest Oh, shit, I just steered into that yellow vest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But have you
2: noticed now everyone wears a high-vis vest? All the builders, all the guys doing roadworks? Yeah. There's more and more high-vis vests, and now you just become part of the background.
1: Yeah. It doesn't make you any more visible. No. Yeah. I think um, you're better off putting fog lights on your bike than than wearing a high-vis vest. You know what I think are really good? The 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 brake lights that as soon as you hit
3: the brakes they flash three times. Oh yeah, yeah. I or, think yeah. Or
1: when they put LED strips under the tail that are red that yep. flash with the brake light coming on. Yep. I really like that as Any, well.
3: Anything that is out of the norm, yeah, that attracts the visibility. Yeah, just something that
1: just goes crazy she, once you press yeah, it. You know, it's, like, you know uh,
3: it's it's a case of oh they're hitting their brakes, I better
1: slide down. Yeah, but when it slightly goes brighter. Yeah, it goes from like a five especially, watt. Five especially watt, in the daytime, it yeah. doesn't make any difference. A five watt globe to a ten watt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't do anything. So,
2: but yeah. you know, Hive is it, it comes down to you got to spend money on education of drivers and motorcyclists, mm. proper education and training.
1: Well, they did that in terms of making the L's test more intensive, but I don't think they did. I don't think they did it in the right way. No They just made it longer And more expensive They didn't really do anything To maximise training They did make it Harder to pass as well They made it harder to pass But not in the
3: right ways Yes What they need to do Is focus on Driver education And how to um, Assess And figure out Hazards in front of you I'm
1: technically a new driver I've only been driving For about three years now uh, Legally You know Like as a a 18 year old Till now Um, but to pass my test, it was hard. But it wasn't hard because I couldn't drive a car. It was hard because I, I, I couldn't maintain strict, um, you know, abidance to traffic law. Yeah. As in indicating at the right time, braking, looking in the m- mirror at the right time and doing all yeah. this like this this sort of theatrical performance they they teach you the theatrics they don't teach you accident avoid avoidance and um, danger I did not need any skill to actually pass all I needed to do was do the right thing when I was supposed Mm. to at the right time yeah yeah. and it it was like pressing buttons I didn't really need to assess anything I didn't really need to pay attention to anything other than in the car if you know if even training for I mean you know like Learning how to pass that test, all you got to do is just learn the road rules. It's not about learning how to drive a car. If you start understeering, what do you do? Well, yeah. it's just
2: the problem when Sam did his test. Yeah. It was before they changed the law Yeah, on the L's. You just drove around some cones in a car park, mm. and that was it. You're allowed to go out on the road. Pretty much. And it was yeah. like, that scared the crap out of me. Cause me I too, thought, yeah. yeah. You can barely hand, can barely control a motorbike. Now yeah. you're letting him out on the Nepean Highway yeah. with these 20-ton trucks. Yeah. You know, no wonder the death tolls so high. Yeah. So, rider training needs to improve. It needs but to also change. Driver.
1: It needs to change. Because car rider driver training, training, training is pretty good at the moment, but it's not. It's not in the right way. They tr- they they're teaching you the wrong things.
2: Well, I've I've luck. I've had some training from police instructors mm. in the UK. Now, the police drivers and motorcyclists are are trained to such a level that. You know the, their skills are probably considered the best in the world or up there. Mm. And there's a there's an organisation in the UK called the Institute of Advanced Motorists, mm. and a lot of the instructors in that are police instructors. And um, one of the things they teach um, teach the skills they teach these police drivers and motorcyclists yeah. is how to drive on the road fast but safely. Yeah. Because, you know, in emergency situations, they may have to go 160K down an 80K road. Yeah. So they teach them observation skills and risk avoidance skills mm. so that they can do Vigilance. it safely. Vigilance is yeah. important. observation. Yeah. And so some of the training I've had has taught those skills. And once you've had that training, yeah, you realise the, the training that, say, a kid over here gets, gets in a car at 16 with their mum and dad, that is completely inadequate and the whole process Pretty of much. training people to drive cars over here and going through your L's, your Ps um,
1: It's about trial and error.
2: It is, it's yeah. trial and error. Yeah. You know, and you see these kids who are driving in a V six Holden and it's got two hundred horsepower. And they think, well, I can, I can do a drag race with my mates down the road mm. and they've got a car full of people and they go off the road, burst into flames and everybody's like, oh my God, it's shocking, it's shocking. They should not
1: let them in those cars. Like, no, 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 no. But it's, the car's not the problem. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. It's
2: the training. <clears throat> yeah. There is not enough training. You know, and that will cost money. Yeah. But if you consider the cost of every fatality on our roads, the cost of training somebody to avoid being killed and incurring those costs... I bet you, is less per head than the cost of actually I, dealing I with a fatality. I think the there should
1: be a track component to it's. It's called drive education. It, it's it's called training. advanced driving and car handling. Yes, but it, that, that it's optional. It's that, optional. It should be. It mandatory. should be mandatory. It should be a <coughs> part of the test. You See, do your test on the road, then you do your test. Actually, well, you should be doing a test on the track. And then doing a test on the road. And yes. then you pass. Not just yeah. road and then that's it. I see people doing this all the time in the mountains. It's wet. It's raining. They go into a corner. I'm behind them. I slow down just because you know, I know what they're about to do. They get into the corner and then they start braking. Yeah. In the corner. Yeah. In, in the like middle a, of the corner. In the middle of the corner. They're still braking and they're braking hard. They're not like easing it on, just like feathering it and trailing it. No, no. They'll go into it too fast and then they'll start getting scared and then they'll brake hard mid-corner. And then they'll sort of back off and go back on again. And it's like these these sudden... And you can see it in the car. The car's getting unsettled. And like, what, the, what is going on here? They, they can't be doing this on purpose. Yeah. But I bet you they have no idea why they shouldn't do that. Yeah. See, now, um, with the with the fatalities and the
3: cost of the fatalities, you've got to look at it from the government's point of view. What's going to make them more money?
2: Mm. That's what I was getting at.
3: Is, is it going to make them more money to teach people how to drive and not... Not crash, and then therefore, they can't actually have the speed speed cameras because mm. speed cameras save lives. Mm. <laughs> or do they just jump up and down and say speeding is all bad, and you know speeding is the devil, and we've got to exercise the devil? So we're going to have speed cameras, and we're going to book you for doing 1k over, mm. and we're going to make a lot of money off it, which we're then not going to put back into roads or education, uh, driver education, or anything else that's related to driving. We're just going to misappropriate those funds. But we're not going to tell you about it. Mm. What do you think they're going to do?
1: It, well, it's proven that holy water does burn hoons. That's burn hoons? Yeah, it burns. <laughs> like, you put it on the skin of hoons, it will it will burn.
3: I was baptized. I didn't burst into flames.
1: Well, something it, it wasn't pure. It wasn't distilled.
3: It was Catholic, yeah, so...
1: Yeah. It wasn't distilled water. Yeah. It should have been. And then you would have burst into flames because the, the hoon is within you even at, at a young age. Yeah,
3: I was born a hoon. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: it's like a it's possess, It's just possession. That's what it part is. Part of my
3: soul. Yeah, why yeah. ride a bike?
2: But it, I think the the problem is that you know people get elected for three or four years.
3: Yeah, and they don't have the
1: foresight to, yeah. to bring yeah. to do well, they what can't, we're talking they about. Because yeah. if they're going to play that game, they can't do that. Takes yeah. a
2: generation. Yeah, you know you you got to change the whole approach. You know and. You can present the numbers you can say right the financial cost alone of a fatality on the road when you think about you know the cost of the police the ambulance the fire the following activity for a set, doing an investigation lost the, the lost society yep the emotional costs to the family of the, yep. the person who's died. plus Also, maybe the policeman and the paramedic who were first on scene. Yeah, having greeted. to go
3: through counselling and shit, yeah. Yep. You know, if you
2: add everything up and it comes to a couple of million dollars per, per death. Yeah, yeah. And you times that by 300 a year. Yeah. So, you're 600 million dollars.
1: Hmm. So, they go, oh, we need to make more speed cameras. Whereas yeah, we need to invest in speed cameras. Yeah. Have you ever heard that before? Whereas we're investing in speed cameras. If you oh, say we're going to change
2: act. the whole approach to training and education, yeah. it's going to cost $200 million. Well, you know, it's a bit of a no brainer, right? Yeah. Plus, people be. don't die.
1: Yeah. More people on the roads means, <laughs> or more people alive means more tax. Yeah. Unfortunately, to government, people more dying people is not an issue. It's not. Get revenue for speeding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people dying is not an issue as a if you if you're if you're like the mayor or if you're the this this the statesman or whatever people dying is not an issue it's about money really yeah. because you're you're managing a, a massive company which is a city basically or a, or a that's state. what
3: it's what they're doing yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: and it's not like oh they have no heart and they they don't care about people dying it's like there's too many for them to care about each individual one they have to manage what it's costing so it's not about death. It's not about emotional stuff. It's all about what it's costing in versus what it's going to cost to uh, take those costs out. And for them, it's like, it's easier to just go, people are dying. It's costing us money. We need to implement more speed cameras so we can take more money and hopefully they'll die less and hopefully we we'll have to spend less money. And it's just a cycle. It's a cycle.
3: But it, the cycle doesn't work.
1: It doesn't. Yeah. You
3: get you get 12 one-point speed Speeding fines in 12 months. Mm-hmm. You've lost your licence. You still need to get to work. You still need to drive your kids around. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? Mm. You're mm. going to drive unlicensed. Pretty much. So then you're going to get done for, for driving unlicensed. Mm. You're going to lose your licence for longer, mm-hmm. but you still need to get around. Yeah. So you're going to continue driving unlicensed.
1: It doesn't solve the problem.
3: It does not solve... Yeah. Speed cameras do not solve anything.
2: Yeah. It doesn't actually make it safer either because people argue that speed cameras make it safer. But the trouble is... Do you know what does make it safe? When up? you speed, it's two weeks later, you get the ticket in the post. If it's yeah. between two and six. Yeah. Yeah. So you've already, yeah. you've already broken the speed limit. Yeah. You didn't know the camera was there or you didn't see the camera. So you still broke the speed limit. So yeah. by definition, on the definitions that the governments and the police work to... There was a study that was that done
1: that in Europe that was talking about what, what if speed cameras actually do make people... Um, you know, drive safer or, or ride sa- safer, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the conclusion of that study was that you know those signs that say um, your speed, yeah, and it gives you your speed, and it goes, this is the speed limit, this is your speed, and it says slow down, or, yeah, or, or, or speed up, or, yeah, or well done. They found that those signs are more effective than a speed ca- speeding camera that has gotten you before in the past, yeah. They found, like, you know, the, the argument against the whole. Oh, you know, you, you get to commit the crime, and then two weeks later you get the ticket. Well, what's, what's, what's the deal? And then they say, oh, because once you do that, it's a hefty fine. You'll think about it next time. No, they found that these signs would just tell you your speed and say they give you feedback. They're more effective than yeah. speed cameras that you know are there that you've been caught by.
2: And that's because the vast majority of people don't actually want to break the law. No,
1: they of don't, speed. they don't. the vast majority of people just get caught because it was an it was an honest mistake. Yeah. They were they were watching the road instead of watching the speedometer.
3: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like the, the way they want us to drive now and ride is that we are majority the majority of the time we're watching our speedo.
1: Yeah. At and least 50% of the time, at least 50%. Well I'm
3: gonna say eighty to ninety percent. And then the rest, so that ten or twenty percent we're watching the road.
1: Don't crash. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Yeah, good luck. There you go. Go out there.
3: You know the um, fifty-eight minute ride from Glenroy to here. Mm. Yeah, don't want to know how many times I looked at the speedo. How many? Twice. Yeah. And it was varying speed zones. I legitimately looked down to check my speed twice. Mm. Right? Just going with the traffic because heavy traffic, getting dusk. Mm-hmm. It was more important for me to know what yeah, sure. was how was going on in front yeah. of me then how fast i was
1: going it's happened before in my early days of writing where <laughs> i would look down to check my speed because i'm paranoid yeah and i'd look up and there's a car breaking i'm like ah, yeah. you're like holy
3: fuck am i yeah. gonna stop in time
1: yeah especially with the small old school um analog speedometers you got to really look at them yeah. yeah even if you got a new it, sometimes you're like well what is that no
2: nah, no nah, you're right i mean there was a, there was a post on facebook a couple of weeks ago i saw it was from america mm-hmm and he was making a really good case for, you know, you don't have to have speed cameras everywhere. And this is why. He said, there is. And, you know, some speed limits are ridiculous. Yeah. You know, he said some are valid. He's not saying that, you know, speed limits are, uh, aren't are necessary because they are. Mm. But what he was saying is that the vast majority of the people are sensible people. Yeah. And they can drive within the limits of the road and the conditions. And and he gave an example of two roads both exactly the same both um one had a lower speed limit and speed cameras but the the environment was exactly the same yep. so he was saying well why mm. you know and then he was raising the question is it purely because this one you can make a lot of money from i With
3: think that's what cameras. it comes down to yeah it, it does money. it
1: does and it, it as, as a person that's, or a committee that's running this system, um, seeing money come in, and we've talked about this before, it's actually going up by a hundred million a year. So it from from two thousand and twelve or thirteen. I uh, feel free to look that look that up if you're listening. Um, but from two thousand and thirteen, let's say it was about seven hundred million for Victoria. Yeah. Next year, eight
2: hundred. And well, that's because the vast majority of the population are sheep as well. They they go with what the government tells them, yeah, or the police tell them, yeah, and they Sometimes don't want to be a good seen. Thing. They Sometimes don't want to. Well, they don't want to be seen to be questioning. It's the, critical thinking. It's lack of critical Thinking
1: that's what yeah. it is. It's a lack
3: of that. Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 entirely just people going ah. People say that's what makes us safe. Let's we'll just go along yeah. with it. You know, they don't want to think too much. I was like, okay, whatever, and um actually this year it's been estimated to hit a billion
3: that wouldn't surprise me you know what you know what i find really quite disturbing mm. is the speed limits are getting lower and lower yeah so the gaps between cars are getting closer and closer yeah yeah so as an example riding here tonight 60k an hour speed 60k an hour speed limit that's 35 for people in America listening and you'd be surprised 30 35 mile it. an hour yep. yeah well, it's actually 34 and a bit but yeah. yeah um there wasn't enough space between the cars mm-hmm. so like the headlights were actually from the car in the back were actually shining um above the number plate Yeah. so there's less than 2 metres between cars yeah. at 60 k's an hour and people think they're going to stop in time
1: pretty much yeah it's and people don't know how to brake. Have you yeah. noticed that? Well, have, you, have you seen people just like go bam and just yeah. like step on on it the and brakes, you, and you see the car just go like it just, it just yeah. gets unsettled.
3: Yeah, they don't know how to brake. They, don't, they just don't know how to drive. So we're lowering. That's because they're limits. not
2: driving because they're texting.
3: Yeah, or that, or they're uh, yeah, on the phone, it. or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we're lowering speed limits to make people safer, mm. but people are driving in an unsafe manner still. Yeah. So lowering speed limits, putting up more speed cameras. They're not going to fix the problem. The problem comes back to driver education. So,
1: wise Alan, tell us how would you fix the problem? Well, uh, any and all international licences
3: would be cancelled. You'd have to go through the through the system.
1: I it, wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I would, but I would at least enforce a standard.
2: No, I'd cancel. As them. in,
1: like certain countries. What do no. you
2: mean canceling? Inter- what you mean, people coming into the country? Yeah,
1: to drive. Well,
3: if you are a permanent resident, yeah, um, or a citizen, you hold an international license you haven't transferred over, oh, you right, go okay. through, yeah. um, you're coming over for a visa, yep. or you're coming over for a holiday, you mm-hmm. have to sit a driving test to make sure that you can drive from on Australian From all roads, countries? From all countries. You reckon? All countries.
1: What about like England? I don't think it's very different, is it? From England to here. Uh, but um, it, it would be from China to here, or
2: India to here. Well, they're similar. We both drive on the left. Yeah. Yeah. But I personally feel the the training of drivers is better in England I, to pass I your would driving imagine, test, yeah.
3: and so they if if yeah British drivers are better they would breeze through the part through mm, the yeah. test no issue. Mm. But you you is not
1: that a major I- inconvenience? Not really to people that are coming over for a five day holiday and they who comes halfway around the world for a five I don't day don't holiday? Know, they it don't takes you three days to freaking fly here. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> This is whatever people that are coming in for like a business thing, and they need to hire a car <coughs> quickly, go somewhere, go for something at a conference, or whatever they yeah. need to do. No, I go, think do I think
2: what the I think what you've highlighted there is that there are countries, India, Middle East, or whatever, China. where where the standard of driving Vietnam, America, the, America, <laughs> or the requirement to pass a driving test uh, is minuscule. Yeah, is almost non-existent. Yeah. You <laughs>
3: there, there you go, he's a license. You know, and you, much, yeah. you
2: jump in a taxi in the CBD yeah. and this guy's just got off the boat from India and I'm not, I'm not, I'm just using that as an example. No, no, you're not, right, they're boat people. And uh, the quality of their driving is yeah. scary. Yeah.
1: yeah. It works in India. It works.
3: Yeah, that's how, that's how they've got to drive, but, over there. But over here, here, no. It doesn't. Yeah, but and have, it's you,
2: not saying have you seen a death rate in India through traffic? What's that? It's scary. Oh yeah, but it's because they have more
1: people. It's actually kind of similar to our one. If you you know thinking about it, so
3: percentage per capita. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's actually not much more than you you know you you would think. Yeah, it's 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 not. I mean, not much more than here. You would think it's a lot more percentage wise, but it's not. So, yeah, it, it just works over there. You start mixing different cultures and and social like you know like for example asians in general um why do people say they're such bad drivers i don't actually think that that's that that's correct i think they just drive in how it worked for them and how the whole culture works
3: do you know have you ever noticed them doing this thing i beg to differ yeah but have you
1: ever noticed them doing this when they're sitting in traffic or even driving they will never look left and right especially if they're a bit older and they haven't been here for too long they'll always look dead straight have you ever noticed that yeah do you know why that is i was shocked when i found out it's actually a politeness thing it's seen as that if you if you don't look left and right you're minding your own business right you're minding your own business. You're not being intrusive. Because think about it. Over there, there's no lanes, really. Everyone's sort of cramped in together. You're right next to the person. Right next to them. There's no big gaps between people. And you're most likely on scooters and whatever. And it's rude to like, oh, look over the, someone's shoulder and just be like, you know, checking out what they're doing. Stuff that
3: I, I like looking at in
1: the cars beside me. I love yeah. looking at people around me and saying hi to them and just, you know, man, just oh, interacting.
2: I'll give them the, the evil stare when they're on the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're on but that's the phone? The Seriously? That's a thing. It's not a skill yeah.
1: thing where it's like, oh, look left and right, you fuck. It's not about that. Yeah. It's like, it's cultural.
3: I, I dated I dated a um, Chinese girl for a while when I was younger. Mm. And she'd grown up in Australia mm-hmm. like uh, since she was about two. And she still couldn't fucking drive.
1: Uh, but that's a... Uh, uh, is, is a, it the chinese that's is a, that's a chance woman? thing is you it know it, sh- it could have been it could have been a white girl that can't drive there's plenty of them i know a lot of yeah. them yeah yeah. Mm. yeah so you know it's like and, and there's japanese girl drifters so <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> but it comes it doesn't really matter what race you are it yeah. doesn't really matter it comes no. down to the training yes yeah, the training the and, the and
1: and the culture too the culture is a factor i think it's a it's a combination of everything people try and pin it down to one thing it's like oh it's race or it's gender Oh, it's upbringing. It's like culture. It's not... It's. I think it's a combination of many things that come together.
3: Predominantly, it has to be the the training though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Training and skill set that has been given to them before you get your little stamp on your little piece of paper, you, you laminate it, and you say you can now legally drive. This?
2: Yeah. So... Anyways. Have we finished talking enough shit tonight? I think
1: we have. I think we have. I just (laughs) want to go through one more time. What is your business and how can people find you and how can people come and see you? AR Barry Automotive. You can find me on Facebook under
3: AR Barry Automotive. Mm -hmm. Um, We're in Glenroy. We do everything from mechanical to panel and paint. Bikes and cars. And bikes and cars. Mm -hmm. um, Have been known to work on boats, helicopters and planes as well. Mm. Um prefer not to though because <laughs> I like my fingers.
1: Mm. And they're hard to catch.
3: Yeah, well, boats I sort of need a big body of water to make sure they run right and I don't have any of them around me. Yeah. Um and the okay. neighbours sorta of get annoyed at me if I s if I fire up a helicopter in the front yard. Yeah. So, it's a bit yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a bit annoying.
3: But <laughs> yeah. Um we're on Facebook. Uh we'll have a website up soon. Like
1: the page. But AR yeah. Barry
3: AR Barry Automotive. Jump Automotive. on
1: it. Is that what it's called on Facebook? Yes. So that's it? AR Barry Automotive. Okay. Like the page, send him a message, say something nice, make his day. Um, <laughs> tell and me I've got pretty eyes. Tell him he's got pretty eyes <laughs> and then he'll send you a photo. If you tell him first though. And Phil, how can people find you? Right you've got a website up right now. Yeah, I've got a yeah.
2: website. Yeah. So
1: Are, is there anything up for sale at the moment?
2: Yeah, I've got you know I've got some clip-ons on there. Okay. Yeah, so what's um, what's the website? It's it's what, so Motovalanti.com.
1: Not. A U. Just dot .com. .com. Okay.
2: And um, Instagram as well.
1: M-O-T-O-V a-N-T-E yeah. M-E-T-O-V-O-L-A-N-T-E dot com yep, yep. so right.
2: new product's okay. going to be popping up over the next few weeks and months awesome. or, well it's going to be an ongoing thing mm. and you know we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well
1: oh Instagram as well yeah. awesome so you can uh, follow them on Instagram and I say them like it's more Well. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they're both just <laughs> Moto Volante yeah but facebook and instagram yeah cool all right uh once again uh thank you for listening um jump onto streetriders.com.au, click on store buy something cool there's actually new kevlar hoodies that have been improved this is version 4 now and they're getting pretty cool now they've got um they're fitted jackets with waterproof pockets with um a ce2 armor kit which is uh an upgrade now Um, you can also get CE1 if you don't like the CE2 but I recommend it it's much nicer much better and the back armour is squishy so and you can get casual hoodies if you don't really want if you don't ride if you just want to support the whole thing or if you just want to look cool to your mates you can get a casual hoodie for 50 bucks you can get 10% off that or a casual hoodie for 60 bucks that's a different design brake socks as well what are brake socks Barry (laughs) Ellen. Brake socks
3: go around your brake reservoir if you've got a remote reservoir.
1: Great. Ah. So if you have a leaking reservoir, don't change it. Get an MSR brake sock.
3: No, if you've got a leaking reservoir, get it changed. Brake socks.
1: Just look good Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase If you've got a leaking satellite. reservoir Get a brake sock <laughs> From streetrise.com.au With the discount Kickstand 2017 You get a free sticker as well And then once that gets to your house Put it on And then ride down to AR Barry yeah. <laughs> Automotive and, off. <laughs> and get it sorted out um, Also we've got so oil. They're oil They're like you rim
2: tape They make the bike go faster yeah. Exactly Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It, it, It's proven That don't, don't joke <laughs> yeah. about that um, We've got oil as well Bulk in bulk actually very good prices. Um it's uh and that's the TriTech stuff. TriTech, yeah. Tri-tech. I highly recommend it. I, it's I, really good, isn't it? Like I, I'm not. I use it. Yeah, you know, it's not even it's not even an ad anymore. It's really good stuff. Yeah, it's really cheap. You can get one liter for ten bucks if you just want to top up, or you can get a four liter for thirty six, and that is crazy compared to motor prices, which are more than double that.
3: Even even Penrite, that's up near fifty five bucks for four yeah. liters.
1: Or you can actually get for I think ninety six dollars or something. Something like that. Uh, let actually, let me just see it quickly. You're talking about the twenty. Yeah, because there's uh, other options. Okay, so there's one liter, four liters, uh, four liters plus one liter, and you have four liters plus four liters, four liters plus four liters, four liters, and we'll synthetic go to or old school synthetic. Uh, yes, yeah, full synthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, ten forty, which is the most common. Um, yeah, four, four different um, bottles of four liter is a hundred and five. Yeah, so sixteen liters is one hundred and five dollars. highly how rec- much is
3: sixteen liters of Motul? That's yeah, it's it's expensive. I highly recommend anybody if you're gonna go for um say eight liters or more, jump onto the twenty liter drum. Yep, um, it's really competitively priced. It's just over the twenty liter drum
1: is um one hundred and twenty. I An- think that's one hundred and thirty. One hundred and thirty ish. Yeah. Um, the sixteen liter pack from the Street Riders store is um 105 which is basically the same price as that yeah. and it's easier just you know like most people don't have a pump at home and they, i had i bought a drum once once a, you know once upon a time and it, it was a well, a bitch to deal with. The the drums they
3: have um they have a stopper for a, for a tap.
1: Now they do yeah but, but yeah. if you just want to if you just want like little bottles to you don't have to deal with it. Yep. Um or if you want the drum you've got all the you've got the tap and you've got the, the pump even um jump on to uh contact uh, Tritech Lubricate lubricants Australia, w- who are in Camberfield, I think now, uh, and Caram Downs. Yeah, they've got two offices. But you can buy, you can't buy anything else from Caram Downs anymore. You, you, ha- you have to go to Camberfield to actually get, um, if you want to buy stuff.
3: Caram uh, is their stock warehouse now. Are you
1: sure? I think I thought it was the other way around. Because Caram no. used to be the stock. So
3: stuff gets sent out of Caram, but you can't buy it from there.
1: Yes but i i think you can sort something out with them yeah, yeah they, they, you they, they do pickups they're really and it's, good it's it's good prices um and, but if you want to get it off the street riders thing we have a a uh, a code you can use kickstand 2017 which <laughs> is 10 percent off which is actually from 105 pretty good you, you're getting like about it takes you down to about 90 something bucks yeah, yeah. 90 uh 95 a bit less between mm. 90 and 95 can't can't think anymore. 9450. Something. Something. Whatever it is, it's good. Yeah. It's yes. great. Get on it. 16 litres for 95 bucks, let's say. Try and tech. you get a free sticker for your car, for your fridge, for your microwave, for your mum, and for your bike.
3: And you're keeping an Australian company in business.
1: Exactly. Don't let those motor cunts take over. <laughs> With their oil, it looks like coolant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. Have you,
3: have you seen that, Phil? The no. green oil? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's a complete v.
1: Trip. Total trip. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Motul 300V. Which right. Is very expensive oil. Yeah. How much is it? Um, it's like... It's like... It's like nearly 100 bucks for four litres. It's more. Whoa. It's more than that, I think. I thought... Yeah, I thought yeah because four litres is like 80, 90. 300V is... Vastly more expensive. I think it's like one twenty.
3: Well, no, modal modal for four liters of modal like a ten W forty is about sixty
1: five bucks. I'm f- talking it's full synthetic. Yeah, sixty five. Yeah, about that. Where are you getting it from? I don't
3: know. I'm
1: talking ben. about Peter Stevens.
3: Pff, I don't buy don't buy oil from Peter where Stevens.
1: The fuck you, uh, where Where's the average person going to get it from? Of course, Peter Stevens. They're paying like 80 90 bucks from from their local bike shop. Well they don't know anyone there. They, they just well, know the it, Peter Stevens that they bought their bike <clears throat> from.
3: You know what? Next segment. Yeah, you need to do a list of the small local bike shops where people can go and buy their. We have run. done
1: that, by the way. We can do it again, and include more shops. Yeah, this time we have done that in episode eight or nine, one of them. I think it was with Greg. We talked about the uh, the Brad the bike boy as well. <laughs> That's when we talked about him. Go check that out if you haven't listened to that. Use the code Kickstand twenty seventeen. Do you have a code for your thing? No, Phil. No, not yet. Not I told you going to make a uh, a code if you can. No,
2: it's just.
1: Okay. Too early. In the future, in the future at some point, hopefully we'll get Phil back on here. If not, doesn't even matter. Um in the future, as soon as Phil gets a code for motovellante.com um, we will let you know what the code is and you'll get 50% off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like 99% off. Yeah. <laughs> 99 That's
2: and true. a free sticker. Yeah. And yeah. My sticker. new business just gone out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the code is one.
1: It's yeah. one. Yeah. That's it. One, a, yeah. a one. Yeah. And um,
3: and only, only one code is available to be used by anyone at any point in time. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And it's if it's valid till 2030. So <laughs> not that the business would be around then. Not with <laughs> Even the if it is, you're gonna have discount. to keep sending out ninety-nine percent off stuff. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much guys for doing this. I know this is oh, a, a, it's lot, a trip. It's a lot of been great. A lot of effort for you to come down. You Phil's come down after work. So has Alan. Um, when do you finish work usually? You've like cut it short today, didn't you? Just to come down this.
3: Yeah, I'd be finishing about now, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's 9.44. So thanks for doing that. Really appreciate it.
3: No, it's all right. Yeah. Anything for the community.
1: It's uh, That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. And likes as well. Yeah. Likes are important. I love
3: my likes. Likes are important. Just wait until so. I start putting up dick pics. Oh,
1: they're going to be great. <laughs> We're going to have a whole calendar. 12 months of dick. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the (gasps) next one. This has been number 19, I think. And number 20th is going to be special. Or not. Stay tuned. It could be be just or snoring. It could be. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll put it on loop. It's like a 20-minute snoring session of me. You're going to edit this down?
2: Hmm?
1: No. You can go for about three hours. Absolutely not. I'm not editing anything. (laughs) If you have listened so far... I feel well sorry done. for
4: you. Well done. <laughs> Good job. You, you have no mental. life here.
1: Yeah. <coughs> so thank you so much and we'll see you soon next time. I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore. The listeners. The listeners or well, you. The listeners. Thanks, guys. Listener. <laughs> Listener. That's probably yeah. sleeping by now. Went, went from four we down, down to sing one. We should probably singing a lullaby because most people <laughs> are sleeping by now. So it's like, you know, it's easing them into REM sleep. You know. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Imagine yourself
2: on a Honda 504, <laughs> gradually increasing the roots.
1: Can we just end with that? Yeah. Yes. No. No. As in, like, keep going. I just want to fade out with no. that. <laughs> I
2: shouldn't have started.
1: And now enjoy whatever song um, Alan is about to say. What song do you want to the Alan? something that means something to you, you know, something that's close to your heart something that you don't care if other people like it or not it's it's one of your songs that you can listen to whenever and it brings something to you well let's let's give you something it gives to, you it gives you it gives you like a, a nice pumped up feeling but at the same time mellows you out all right well let's 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 listen to something that I rather
3: enjoy mm-hmm. it's a good old uh, stable um, a good fashionable song by our friends at Metallica ooh whiskey in the jar
1: Hey, enjoy whiskey in a jar. One of my favorite songs as well. Have a good.